Welcome to the Scrubverse Podcast, your last stop for the latest in gaming news and pop culture. We're your hosts, Chris and Corey. Prepare for dissension. I did watch something this week because I hadn't watched it since my youth, and uh, that was the Sonic OVA. I watched that on Friday. Yeah, <laughs> that and, shit is uh, great. Dude, so I'm gonna give like this is my little rundown of it. Uh, that's a good movie. Like it's not bad. If but I, I watched the English voice acting ones, and I think that is the worst thing about the whole movie is the yes. voice acting. The voice it's acting. the worst slash best thing if you love really shitty things like that. But uh, you told me that I should listen to or I should watch the Japanese version because it's much better. Yes. I have not done that yet. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I went back because I remember my mom used to work uh, back where I grew up. There was a place called it was a video game slash movie rental place called Video Trek. And uh, my mom worked there. And whenever she didn't have a babysitter, I'd just come up there and, like, watch movies, play video games. Because ma- she wasn't the manager, but the manager was, like, a guy who didn't give a shit. My mom was basically the only one that actually, like, worked while she was there. All the other people that worked there just came up there and, like, would party, like, after hours and all that. It was a mom-and-pop-owned video store. Okay. So it wasn't, like, a franchise. But, uh, yeah, that's where I watched. Uh, that's where I played a lot of PlayStation 1 games because I didn't have a PlayStation 1 back then. Uh, watched a lot of movies. I watched the Blair Witch Project when I was f- probably way too young to watch nice. it. Nice. And uh, But I watched this because it had Sonic on it, and I loved Sonic when I was a kid. I mean, I still like Sonic, but it was a different time when I was younger. This movie's not bad. Like, anyone that has never seen it, uh, good luck trying to get a DVD copy. That's all I got to say because that bitch is expensive. <laughs> I think I have a DVD copy of that somewhere. It's worth money. Like, I just happened to look on Amazon and, like, a third-party seller is selling it for $100. Holy shit. I got to go check my shit. It's stupid. Like, it's stupid expensive. Uh, VHSs aren't that bad. You can find VHSs and stuff on, like, yeah. eBay. But uh, it's not bad. Like, the animation is that awesome. Because by the time, I always thought, like, growing up, like, we always get anime. We got anime later in the States. Especially back in the day. So all that like older animation and stuff. Like most of the time we got the anime in the 90s and it was usually like late 80s animation. Mm-hmm. Because that's just how it t- how long it took. I love like don't get me wrong. I love like new the way new anime looks like My Hero and Gurren Lagann and all that stuff. But there's something I wouldn't say it's even like a filter. But you can automatically when you see it you know like oh this is like it's, watch, it's like watching old Evangelion. The minute you watch it, you're like, this is an older anime. Like, you yeah. know it. Uh, even with, like, Yu Yu Hakusho and, like, Lupin stuff, like, older Lupin stuff. But I just love that style. But this movie's not bad. Uh, it's got some really weird parts in it. Like, you know, uh, how old is Sarah supposed to be? How old is the president's daughter supposed to be? Like, She's, like, 14. Yeah, Eggman's just totally wanting to ma- marry her and bang her. Yeah. Also, she's, like... Totally a regular human, except for she has a tail. <laughs> See, yeah, this is this is. I think this is that. Uh, I'm gonna fuck up the term. 
Kimi Monomoni or some the Fox Girl bullshit. Sure, sure. I'm just. Put, I <laughs> this don't is like Neko Girl ne- or Neko Girls. That's probably ne- the that's the better Cat Girls. That's yeah. Cat Girls. That's fine. Let's just go with that. Um, yeah. This was the precursor to Sonic 06. Oh, was it really? No, no, I'm lying. To oh, you. fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, dude. <laughs> yeah, but it it's got the it's got little short like pre Sonic Adventure Sonic, which I like. I like uh, Stumpy Sonic. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so it was made in 1996, which is around the same time that anime like uh, Yu Gi Oh and Pokemon <laughs> were starting to come out. It's the same um, year Jiggle All the Way came out. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, so that art style, to me, when I look at it, I'm thinking more of like early 90s, late 80s. So I, it must have been like a studio that was just a bunch of old heads getting together and try to. Yeah, it was like Taki Studio. I think at the beginning of it said like Taki Studios or something like that. It's, it's something I'd never heard of. Periot. But uh, is that what it was? Periot uh, Studios. The premise is good. Like this is our first like theatrical. I mean, I wouldn't say theatrical. Who did like, you Yu show? Just oh, perfect. There. Well, there we go. <laughs> That's why it looks like Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah. But uh, the premise is not awesome. Like you get it's basically kind of like two pseudo movies in one mm-hmm. because the first the first arc or the first act of the movie is like Eggman showing up and being like, hey, I live in this dark universe where you guys don't live. And this uh, metal Robotnik took over and I'm too, you know, I can't take him. So, Sonic, you have to take him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, if you know anything about Eggman, of course, this is a, a ploy. It's a yeah, it's a plot line. Yeah. It's it's well, that's the whole thing is he. Yeah, he creates Metal Sonic, but he still needs Sonic's like DNA mm-hmm. and like stuff like that, which makes me think like if anyone besides Sonic would have been able to throw that lever, like would it just be Knuckles DNA in Metal Sonic's uh, body? <laughs> I don't know. I think that Metal Knuckles or Mecha Knuckles would have made for cooler antagonists. Knuckles' voice is like really weird in this one too. <laughs> it's it, I'm I'm used to deep Knuckles. Yeah, his voice is so inconsistent when you look at like some of the uh, the works from earlier, up until Sonic Adventure Two. Because I don't think that the voice actor for Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure Tool, Tool, Tool. Um, <laughs> are the same. Because I thought that he had more of like a, a slightly higher pitch, but it was like. I don't know. Maybe he was just getting older because if you look at the OVA, he had like this really weird, strange mid tone, mm-hmm. and then eventually he just kept on getting well, lower and lower, and lower. It's like with how Vegeta used to be. With uh, so in the beginning, so if you don't remember, I clearly remember because it's my favorite Vegeta voice. It's Brian Drummond, and his voice is the super hot. It's it's kind of like a nasally, more sinister a voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's because it was the ocean dub. And then when Funimation took it over, that's when Christopher Sabat came in and he gave him the scruffier, deeper voice. But okay, there's yeah. a there's a video you can look up. It's when uh, it's the the Namek arc where Vegeta realizes that his Dragon Balls that he had been hoarding in the water had been stolen by Krillin and Gohan. And there's a side like there's a comparison to Brian Drummond's version and Christopher Sabat's version or Sabat's version. And Brian Drummond's is more like Vegeta is supposed to be terrifying in that early stuff because he's supposed to be like the only person that could beat him was like beat him, quote unquote, was Goku. Mm-hmm. So like Krillin and Gohan meeting him like without Goku is like fucking terrifying. And Brian Drummond's voice just does that better. 
the the only voice of Vegeta that pops into my mind anytime I think of Vegeta is the Abridged series. Like that I knew has it. There completely it is, yeah. ruined it. I don't know anything about what you're talking about. I don't know what Christopher Sabat sounds like. I don't know what uh, Ryan Drummond sounds like. Brian, yeah, Brian Drummond. Brian Drummond, whatever. This is good. Anyone that's never seen this OVA, also, it's really weird because like you're just like I had never seen Eggman's eyes, or and they were just like I never seen him like you always see just like the glasses or whatever. Yeah, and then in this one you just see his eyes right away. Also, he's not Eggman in this. He's still Doctor Robotnik. So I don't know when he got did he get the Eggman's like it's Eggman's like that's the character. Because I know what Doc, whenever I think of Doctor Robotnik, I think of the Steve Urkel Sonic series. That's that Doctor Robotnik. The, this, that this OVA was what introduced Eggman Land or Eggman. I always no, thought that they I, were called. I mean, Eggman. his model is the Eggman model, but he is called Doctor Robotnik throughout the entire movie. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, because he has to like Sonic goes and fights Metal Doctor Robotnik. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was the adventure series where they first officially said it was like Eggman. I don't know. Also, you know what I think I, it is? I think in the Japanese version they called it egg, called him Eggman. Okay, isn't there? There's also it. two because I remember maybe. So, do you remember growing up how there was the jokey Sonic cartoon, which was the yeah, uh, um, and then there was the one that was with Sally. Yeah, I want. I don't want to say that it's the Archie version. But it's what the Archie comics were based off of. I don't know if they yeah. had anything to do with each other. And then there was the Saturday morning slapstick mm-hmm. comedy. I always comedy. said the Archie one was just the more serious one because yeah. it was more serious. Uh, but I feel like in that series, there's a point where they defeat Dr. Robotnik, but they find out he was a robot. And then Eggman gets re- introduced. Eggman was like, I was the one behind all of this. And like, I don't know. I, this, like I said, this might have been something that I just had a fever dream of, but I feel like Eggman like introduces himself and he's like, oh yeah, you fi- you know, I am the one that was behind everything and all that. I don't know. Maybe it was in a comic because I read a lot of the Archie comics growing up. I think I you're getting know. the two of them mixed together because my son watches that stupid fucking cartoon and he's watched all the se- both seasons like at least three times. So in in the TV show, that is Eggman. That is that is Julian. I think it's called his name is Julian Robotnik. Uh, they don't refer to him as Eggman. Um, he is human, but his arm had been roboticized, and I think it's because like Sonic pushed him into the roboticizer, and his arm like became yeah. like or whatever. Are we um, talking the serious one or the cartoon? We're talking one right the now? serious one. Okay. Okay. Um, at the end of the serious one, they do defeat um, Robotnik, but Snively takes over, and then the. The uh the camera pans out to a uh, an individual in the shadows and it's just his eyes showing up and oh, what the developers what were saying was that it was supposed to be Knuckles being introduced into the series but the third season got canceled. Okay, I need to go back and watch that serious one. What you're describing is, I believe, the comics. So I think it was the comics in the first fifty chapters. You know, it went from like the slapstick shit to getting really, really serious once Ken Penders took over the uh, the writing for the comic. Yeah. And in chapter 50, which is it's uh, titled like Endgame, they kill Dr. Robotnik. And okay, then that must have the been next what I read one that then. comes back is a robot version of Eggman. Ah, uh, okay. 
That's weird how history just fucking blurs shit, man. Oh, no. I do that shit all the time. And I don't <laughs> even know if I'm 100% right, but I'm 99% sure I'm right. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, this uh, this movie is really good. I mean, it all pinnacles into, like, basically, also Metal Sonic is just, like, a badass motherfucker. He's pretty nasty. Like, like there's obviously a Terminator, like, reference in this. Uh, but like, even Sonic's, like, I, which I don't understand, like, Sonic just wants to save him because of that one act that Metal did, and Metal like it's the he, he goes fucking shit. Yeah, Sonic is like almost about to be able to save him. Metal just slaps his hand away and was like, "There's only there can only be one Sonic." And I'm just like, "All right, sure." But this movie is good. Like I I really I like this movie. I'm gonna go back and I watch. I don't have a copy of it, so I had to watch it on YouTube. But I would like to find the Japanese uh, voice actor one and watch that one. I'll send you a link of where you can find it. It's, it's super easy. It's got the yeah. whole thing. I, I do want to comment on one thing. The OVA has some of the best fucking music. Oh, yeah. What is it? Like uh, Enter Darkland or something like that. That one's awesome. Just the opening song is awesome, too. Yeah. The the opening song is like my favorite track from any Sonic the Hedgehog track ever. The opening theme, and I'm, I'm trying to remember what it is, but I'm not going to look it up. But um, it got repurposed in or remixed in a fan game called Sonic After the Sequel. Um That's what you were telling me, yeah. Yeah, and it is it is just so fucking good. So yeah, good. Yeah, just just go check out the Sonic OVA OST. Yeah. And, I think uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make the remix the uh the ending track for uh for the podcast. I would it's, it's I just would. super good. I looked it up and I think it was a guy that redid like he was able to post them. I think he's got like a SoundCloud and all that stuff too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know his name. It's but, uh, uh Lake Feppard. That's what it, yeah, because I mm-hmm. looked it up. But no, this is really good. I will say, though, because I even posted it in the uh, in the Discord. I was like, so can someone tell me why Knuckles just fucking flies in this movie? And someone was like, well, Knuckles flies. I was like, no, no Knuckles glides. glides and falls. This motherfucker just went, boop, like, right up into the air. <laughs> motherfucker Superman, man. And for some reason, he's just like, that's, is that uh, Fang's hat? Has that been confirmed that that's supposed to be Fang's hat? Um, I think that in our canon, it can be. Okay. You say that Knuckles <laughs> kills Fang. Sure. Or like something happened to him or something yeah. like that. So, Fuck yeah, Fang. Uh, but yeah, that's all I got. You guys should go check out the Sonic OVA. Anyway, uh, let's talk about our weeks. Oh, man. What weeks? Besides the Sonic OVA, I watched. Uh, we went. We, uh, Thanksgiving was the past weekend for our, our American listeners, but the uh, I got my. Parents. The American listeners are gonna know. It's the overseas ones that are not gonna. Oh know. yeah, yeah. For the overseas ones, yes, whatever. Uh, but we went to my parents. Uh, we went to my parents' house early on Thanksgiving to have lunch. And I tried to get them to watch Dolomite is my name. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> and, and me and my wife, that would be the third time me and my wife have watched it. And uh, they just kind of weren't into it. Like, everyone was, like, on their phones and all that. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. And I just turned it off. I was like, you guys don't deserve this movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but, no, Thanksgiving was good. My, I got to see my mom. My uh, Oh, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but last week I had said my brother had uh like car problems where his mm-hmm. lug nuts like fucking fell out yeah. come to find out like the threading with that the lug nuts go on broke off yeah so yeah 
So it, they towed it to a fucking uh, place, but it was like the day before th- th- uh, Thanksgiving. So they're like, yeah, we can fix it. It'll be like 150 bucks, but we can't get to it. Like we're about to like it's three o'clock on the day before Thanksgiving. And it's like a almost a five. It's a four day weekend. So we'll get it done, but it won't be until probably, you know, earlier next week or something like that. So but he's like, I want a new car. I was like, you need money, boy. That's what you need. <laughs> Isn't he just coming home from from college? Uh, I mean, he's not in the college anymore. He lives back in the town I, me and my wife used to live. Oh. And uh, but he just drives that. They, they were on their way to Conway, which is like an hour and a half, two hours away. And I'm like, dude, you have a car that's from 07 that has like 200,000 miles on it. You need to stop driving that bitch far distances. Yeah. <laughs> that is an in-town car only. So like I told you him. Just I, drive that car to go get gas and that's it. Yeah, like and like you live right down the road from work. You just go straight there and straight back. Yeah. But uh, I told him I was like, you know, you need to just save up your money because you got no credit or anything like that. So he's gonna he's I said like drive it till tax season and around tax season you'll probably get you a good deal on something. So we're gonna see you until then. But yeah, right my mom my mom calls me like the day before Thanksgiving, which I'm trying to like prep a turkey. Uh, my fucking, uh, my wife wakes me up at seven 30. My alarm goes off at eight. So first of all, I'm already pissed because I hate it when people wake me up before I'm supposed to be up. And, uh, there, she's just like, there's water coming out from underneath my bathroom sink. And I was like, fuck me. And I just like, I get up and I look and it's just like a fast drip. And I was like, all right. And I just go and get back in the bed. And she goes, you're getting back in the bed. Aren't you going to fix it? I was like, just give me a minute, all right? Like, give me, let me, let me just give me a minute. So she leaves, and then, like, right after she leaves, that's when I got to fix it, and I got it fixed. I looked at it, I was like, this is going to be expensive, but then I thought about my, thought about it, I was like, I'm not paying someone to fix this shit. I own this house. That's the one thing I miss about renting, because, like, if shit breaks when you're renting, especially you a like, landlord. Yeah, especially in an apartment complex where your wife works for the office, you're just like, hey, this shit's fixed. They had to come fix our garbage disposal like three times. And I'm just like, my wife's like, can you fix it? I was like, I can't. I could. I could totally fix this, but I'm not gonna. Yeah. <laughs> so no. that's that's when you have like good landlords, because in a, will say this. Most apartment complexes, at least the ones that I've been to, they've been really good. The place that I rented previously before buying this house, the fucking worst. Shit yeah. would break. They wouldn't fix it. We told them, it's like, hey. Your fucking cabinets are falling apart. It's cosmetic. I'm like, okay, fuck you. <laughs> um, they 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 tried charging us for a, a water main break in the back, and I'm like, no, 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 no. It's part of the fucking bullshit lease, whatever. You have to come yeah. fix this. And then when we were fucking leaving, she tried coming after me, and she's like, we need. Uh, I, th- I think that was like we need the the cleaning bill or we need some. Otherwise, I'm not gonna give you your fucking deposit. I'm like, I didn't pay into the deposit. My roommate did. Bye. 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 <laughs> Goodbye. Okay. Bye. <laughs> and she like the sound of her face was like, look, I don't give a shit. I don't care if he gives you the stuff that you need. Y'all suck. Y'all yeah. really suck. I own a house now. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you the key. That's what it was. They refused to give the key. After we moved out and I'm just like, look, you could come to my house and come pick it up. And when she finally did, she used to think that they would throw it over our heads that we had shitty credit or we wouldn't be able to afford like a nice oh, yeah. house or whatever. So when she drove up, drove up to my crib, she was just like, yeah, 
fuck you, lady. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, bitch, shut the fuck up. I hate you. Yeah. But, anyway. uh, but now I, uh, I thought it was like the water shutoff valve. So I fix, I go to Home Depot, I buy a new one. I look at a YouTube video and I'm like, all right, I need to shut this water off. So that I wait, I had to go and find my water, my main water valve because if I no didn't one turn showed it, you where your water valve was when you I, bought the house. No, I mean I saw it like when we like when we were looking around, and I was like, oh, there's because we looked like out at the street, and I was like, oh, there it is. I mean, I, I've seen it when I was like mowing the yard and shit like that. So I went and got it, and I was like, man, I don't have the tool to turn this thing. So I just like put my hand down in like spider web infested fucking, and I I, had, I found a glove. I found like one of my grill gloves, and I was like, boop, and I just turned that bitch. But uh, no, I fixed That's it. That's disgusting. I got, yeah. I do this weird, man. Like, I don't mind spiders at all. Like, spiders keep shit. Spiders keep the shit that I fucking, like, annoy me out of my house. They can do that from the outside. And, and as far as I'm concerned, my spiders aren't doing enough fucking work because I keep getting these fucking camel crickets coming in. Ooh, it's and better than camel spiders. <laughs> Well, camel spiders are from a very specific place, and I, w- I would burn the house down if I saw them. <laughs> in my- those things are terrifying. I, I used to have to deal with those. I don't want to fucking deal with that. Anyway, the the camel crickets, they're they are circular. They're not like, uh, like your regular crickets. If it's a regular cricket, I just throw that bitch out the door. A camel cricket? Nah, fuck that. Those motherfuckers will uh, like bite you. If they feel like they're threatened, they'll jump towards you and try to bite you. Are those like the water crickets? They're similar. I don't know if they're okay. the same, but they're similar. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, I replaced the water shutoff valve and then come to find out it was the hose that connects to it. Mm. So I had to go back to Home Depot and get another. But anyway, it was hilarious because when I fixed it, my wife had just she had just left from her lunch break, like the house. And I fixed it. I turned the water on, turned it on, and I just yell out, I am your God. Bow before me. And the cats are just, like, looking at me like I'm a fucking idiot. Nice. <laughs> It feels good though to be able to fix shit like that. So, but uh, as for games that I've been playing this week, haven't been really playing anything new. I've been I was playing some more Pokemon. I was trying. I was like, all right, I'm gonna build a competitive team. Like I want to build a team, and then I started looking into it, and I I started doing like the uh, the max raid uh, glit glitch quote unquote that you can do. Yeah, and uh, I'm like, all right, this is pretty easy. Like you can just you you get the Pokemon that you want to spawn in this certain area. And then I go into it, and fucking max raids fucking suck. They're the worst. Nobody does them. Nobody does them unless Nobody you're like in a Discord it. group. And the yeah. NPCs that they give you are garbage if you're fighting anything that's four-star or five-star. Yep. It is so Because it's the same bad. fucking people. It's like they give you the same Pokemon that are like, oh, this is a Magikarp. He only knows... Hydro pump, which you're like, you know what? That's not bad, but it's still a fucking magic card against of ice bug type. Yeah, that hydro pump's gonna do real yeah, well. Yeah, no, that all all that shit is fucking random. So I don't know. I've been there's a guy I watch on YouTube called Pimp Knight, and I've recently joined his Discord, so I might be able to get into like some actual ones. But I don't know, man. Like that because I needed the only reason uh, I wanted to do that, and I thought at the time, but I was wrong. I thought that was the only way to get hidden abilities. On Pokemon, uh, okay. that's not the only way. You can still get hidden abilities through breeding and just catching them, but it is the easiest way to get like a hidden ability. If you're able, so what you do is what the the trick is is 
I mean, I won't go through the whole trick of what you have to do. It's a lot of like changing your switch clock and all that shit because the weather uh, in Pokemon Switch or Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield is based off of the time and day and the date. And some Pokemon only spawn in certain dens and in certain weather. Hmm. So you got to make sure of that. The thing is what you need to do is get you a Corellia with Synchronize. So what Synchronize okay. does is the minute it comes into a battle, it downloads the opposing Pokemon's ability and turns their ability into it. So instead of like fighting through Krillia, the next Krillia, isn't that just the stage one of Gardevoir? It's stage two of Gardevoir. It's Ralts, uh, Corellia, and then Gardevoir. So Kr- Ralts is the base. Yes. Stage Krillia's... one is Krillia. And the, yeah, stage okay. Two is, okay, cool. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, that way you can tell what ability it has before. Like I did, I didn't have one of those, so I went through the battle, actually beat it, caught it, wrong abil- wrong fucking uh, ability, and I was just like, that's when I was like, fuck this. Right, <laughs> so, on, that makes sense. That's why I picked up my PlayStation Four controller and started playing Monster Hunter again. So mm-hmm. now Monster Hunter has been great too. We're getting a new uh, free title update. Uh, it's introducing so there's a monster in there. It's one of my favorite monsters. It's called Zenogre. And uh, every single time you talk about a new monster, you always preface it with it's one of my favorites. A lot of them are really good. A lot of the ones they brought back in the expansion were a lot of my favorite. Like Zenogre is a thunder wolf. Yeah, he's pretty good. That's that's a fucking badass. Yeah. And instead of going into an enrage mode, he goes into like the whole time he'll like jump away from you and then he'll start like kind of roaring at you. And mm-hmm. you think he's like taunting you, but he's actually like storing up energy. And then once he stores up enough, he goes into his like stage two mode where he like gets a lot faster. And then during from that mode, he can actually go into enrage mode, which is just like super fucking motherfucking super saiyan is what it is. <laughs> it's dumb. But, uh, no, uh, so the there's a not subclass, but it's a it's like a subspecies is what they call it, uh, mm-hmm. called Stygian Zenogre. And instead of being electricity based, he's dragon based. And instead of it being thunder, he like instead of it being like a blue thunder aura and lightning, it's all like red and black lightning. That's pretty dope. Yeah, and he's coming out in the new title update, and we also got a like a two second clip of a new monster that no one's ever seen before. And well, that's, everyone that's good. Yeah. Everyone is speculating like super hardcore, like, holy shit, it moves like this monster. So it must be like uh, a, a different form of it. And I'm just like, I don't know, man, this looks awesome. And what's even more awesome is it's all free. You just get free updates. So, but now uh, there's a weapon I use on there called the charge blade, which it's a, uh, it's a basically like a sword and shield that you can actually charge up the sword and charge up the shield and then turn it into axe mode, which then like goes into it's called the super elemental discharge where you basically all the vials that you have charged up, you just unleash them in a wave of damage. It's like your big move. And okay. I've I've whiffed many times with it, so <laughs> you have to line it up. But like uh, I found a build that's a specifically a elemental build. So my I was trying to build the five different elemental weapons. So that's what I was. That's all I did Friday. I played that for seven hours, and then I watched the Sonic OVA. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but nice. Uh, yeah. Oh, I went to a Magic tournament yesterday. How'd that go? 
It was fucking awful. <laughs> so it was my hometown's uh, first IQ, which is an invitational qualifier. And uh, it kind of sucked because it was the day after Thanksgiving. So everyone's, if you didn't live in town, then everyone's already been traveling. So they wanna don't want to travel anymore. Uh, IQs are usually around like 40. Usually you want to hit around like 45 people to kind of like make money off of it if you're a shop. Uh, mm-hmm. 17 people showed up. <laughs> yeah i was talking to the owner and he's just like yeah i lost like a grand off of this but at least we'd still got wow. to do an iq yeah out of 17 people i still couldn't top eight <laughs> wow you suck dude man i was playing burn and uh game one our match one was against one of my teammates and uh it was close i beat him and then match two was against another one of my teammates and he was playing tron half of us half of us were the 17 people so <laughs> jesus uh but no he's playing tron and i just got really shitty pulls didn't get creatures early enough and he stabilized every game he won he stabilized at one wow yeah you play a worm coil which has lifelink and you swing with six you win mm-hmm. so uh and then it just kind of went downhill from there and then the final match i was like after because you could go three x and potentially still make it to top eight right and uh, finally, I get three losses, and it, we're going into round five. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to play Dream Crusher. I'm just going to fuck up somebody's. I didn't want to leave because it would have messed up my buddy's tiebreakers, too. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to do that. I get the fucking buy in round five. So- oh, my God. <laughs> so I said, fuck y'all, and I left. <laughs> I left at like 2.30, and that fucking IQ started at like 11. <laughs> wow. Uh, but it that cut the top. Sucks. Yeah, we went to top eight. Three of our teammates got there, and uh, one of our teammates won it. Like they, they made it to finals, and the two guys just split the invitational qualifiers. And they so sh- it's an invitational. So one of them will go to two. There's two Im- invites. Okay. So whoever makes it to the finals is I don't know how it played out. They the top four might have made it to top four, and then they split because you can do that. Mm-hmm. Like usually in that situation. The two that are getting the invites won't get as much money as the two that aren't getting the invites. Uh, right. But it's just however you you guys agree upon it. You just can't do it by, like, dice roll and shit like that because that's right. against the rules. Yeah. But, yeah, he uh he got one, so that was pretty cool. That's dope. But, yeah, that's basically all I did this week. Wow. Okay. Usually you pack them in. No, nah, dude, like I said, it's been the first three days is just, like, busting my ass with work and then thanksgiving is just thanksgiving and then that's what happened my last two days so (laughs) yeah no work has been oh i forgot i forgot one more thing i recorded another podcast today because we're recording this usually usually we record on saturday nights but we're doing this on sunday night and uh i did a uh the side megavision sideshow which should be out uh this wednesday as long as everything goes well and we did a movie review. Me, Sketchcraft, and Scotty did a movie review of Jingle All the Way, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Phil Hartman, and Sinbad. <laughs> and Sinbad was in that movie? Yeah, guess who else was in there? Darth Vader. We're talking about the old man. No, I'm talking about the kid from Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah, Jake I Lloyd. I know that. Jake Lloyd. 
Jake he, Lloyd did. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was in this and then two, because this came out in 96. And then I think Phantom Menace came out in 98 or 99. And yeah, then he came out in 99. And then his life went down the shitter. Yeah, no. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's real bad. That movie's good. And I won't go into the spiel about it, but you should check out the Megavision Sideshow this week because we go in depth about that movie. I heard it was good. Scotty said it was good. It's all right. Cool. So what have you been doing? Okay, so I barely did anything this week because work is work and family is family. But yep. uh, it was really more or less a lot of acquisitions and not doing a whole lot of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, but starting from the top, I have taken over the Wednesday slot on the Megavisions Oh, Twitch official. Channel. Okay, I thought you just did it that one week. No, that that is my spot until further notice. So I am not a streamer. I do not talk <laughs> really as I go. I go there to play the game, and if anyone wants to bullshit, I bullshit. Yep. I thought That's about getting somebody to co-pilot with me. So if it happens, it happens. But really, right. I'm just there to veg out. And I played well, Valkyrie Chronicles welcome. 4. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I played Valkyrie Chronicles 4. I fucking love that game. I, it's It's really it's, pretty. It's very pretty. It's really weeaboo, but it's very pretty. Yeah. Um, it's weeaboo what World War II. <laughs> yeah. It's I just love those those games because one, it's like this pseudo World War II setting. Mm-hmm. Um, but the combat system I think is great. Yeah. Now it's very like you, XCOM-y, right? Kinda. Okay. Uh XCOM is a little bit more difficult, a little bit more hardcore. Um I cheese dick the fuck out of that game because you can you can take a like usually you have to kill all the targets on the field but every now and then it'll be like hey reach this location right over here you could take a scout if you're smart and you know the the uh the orientation or the way that the the field of vision of some of the units Mm -hmm. and just go around motherfuckers like Mm -hmm. single round i take a scout and i just keep on picking that scout i'm like i'm gonna reach the finish line i don't give a fuck (laughs) so it's really easy to exploit that game and the only way i know how to beat the final boss is by cheese dicking it in the first turn that's so if i continue playing yeah if i continue playing valkyra chronicles like the the final boss is going to be super anticlimactic, so I'm just I'm just warning yeah. you. Oh, um, I got back I got back to doing Yakuza on Tuesdays again too. Good, I've been wanting to to see that because you have now passed where I have gotten mm-hmm. in that game, and the only reason why I haven't played Yakuza is because I'm waiting on you to play it. I've gotten uh, the Majima. I did two chapters. One was a Majima one, and I was just like, "Holy shit!" At the end of that one, and then the next one was like my third Kuze fight. I think it is technically. I didn't the, know you fight him three times. That's great. So the first time is in the Dojima like headquarters. The mm-hmm. second time is in the sewers. Yep. And then this third time is just like because like out of the three, what's the purple wearing guy? The one. Oh, um, I don't remember his name, but I know something what you're with, talking about. I think he runs the clubs. He's basically kind of like out of the three, he's trying to be like the head honcho right now. Yeah. And even Kuze is like asking him permission from him to do stuff. And mm-hmm. he's just like, let me let me fight and let me fight Kiryu. And I just beat his ass again. And well, just... at that point, Kuze got demoted. He's no longer a lieutenant or yeah. captain. Lieutenant. I think it's a lieutenant. Yeah. But he's three not, he's not important anymore. But they're shadow. They're like hyping up that business one. Like mm-hmm. the guy that's no. like. 
So yeah, I'm you, excited. you think he ain't shit? He's kind of dope. He shit. He's, <laughs> he's kind of he's kind of dope. All right, cool. Um, I picked up the Dark Souls board game. Oh yeah, wasn't that like a Kickstarter? Originally? It was a Kickstarter, and they that wasn't been... cheap. No. Um, so it was originally $120. I got it for about $40 less. Um, I have been chasing it for a few years. I remember when the Bloodborne game came out and I was playing that. I'm like, okay, this is good, but I really want to play Dark Souls. Mm -hmm. And that is probably Kingdom Death Light. I don't know if you've ever played Kingdom Death. I have not. Um, it's it's very reminiscent or very similar. Uh, I don't want to say similar. Maybe that's not that the right term. Um, there's elements of like D and D and Monster Hunter in Kingdom Death. It's a very interesting game. Okay. It's very expensive. The base game is like seven hundred dollars. Holy shit! Because of how rare it is, because there was only a limited number of uh, mm, base okay. games that have come out. Um, Dark Souls is kind of in the same situation. It's not a common game. It's I, it's kind of rare to find. And yeah, if you didn't kickstart it. They have these expansions that come out, and they've got these pretty detailed miniatures, which I am like, I can use that for D&D. &D. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, oh, look, it's the Dancer of Boreal. Let's go ahead, just throw that in there. Executioner Small, go ahead and, and fight my adventures or whatever. Do they have the, the Hungering Dragon or whatever? <laughs> there is a Hungering Dragon. I think there is. There's, there's a few dragons out already in expansions. And That's they cool. look really, really cool. Like Sif is a fucking uh And they're already expansion. like pre painted and shit, right? No, 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 no. They're not oh. painted. Oh okay. so they're they're grayscale. All the enemies are grayscale. All the player characters are like this I think it's brown. I don't know, I'm colorblind, so I can't <laughs> I can't tell you. One's gray, one's dark gray. <laughs> yeah. Um it has solved because I've been wanting to do a D uh, a D and D Dark Souls campaign because I have the stat blocks for all these creatures from like resources online and stuff that I've made, but mm -hmm. I couldn't incorporate the proper way to do blocking and dodging. Okay. This has pretty much solved that issue for me. Perfect. So I'm incorporate some of these things from the Dark Souls board game. And into my D and D campaign when I finally go ahead and do that, but I actually haven't played the board game. I just watched an online tutorial. <laughs> so think, hopefully, sometime this week, I'll be able to play it. Yeah, I don't get to play board games that much since I don't have I'm, any friends around me anymore. I'm not that much of a board game guy. Like I'm more tabletop, like you know, D and D. I do like board games. Though. There's shit. one epidemic. I but when I lived with my buddy that lives that works for uh blizzard now he bought tons of board games and mm -hmm. we played uh house of betrayal or whatever it was that was a very really rare one for a while we played settlers of Catan. uh didn't really i wasn't really a fond of that one uh, that one that one's pretty popular yeah even he didn't like it either though but i did like epidemic epidemic's really good there's one uh where basically you have to be really good at lying to be good at the game and is is that uh, Secret Hitler? No, 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 no. So it's not Secret Hitler, and it's not the other one where you have two cards. And uh, uh, I watched Funhouse has a their 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 board game series called Bored as Hell. Uh, mm -hmm. They play uh, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, anyway, but no, this one, it's just 
I can't remember what it was, but I just remember that there were some people that were really mad because they sucked at lying, and they just wore their lie on their face, and me and my other buddy, we didn't. So <laughs> nice. it, it was really fun. Epidemic's really fun, too. That one's a really good game. But I need to get – I just wish I had – I lived somewhere where I had – like if we had an office for like Scrubverse at Megavisions where we could just meet up and hang out. Tabletop Simulator, you can download uh, files Okay. with these board games and you're able to play online with that so that might be something you want to look into i'm down for almost anything um like i said i'm not really a board game guy i'm more of a tabletop guy but some of these board games i've been playing especially talking to my father-in-law he's a huge board game guy mm-hmm. so like when i bought this i'm just like this might be something i can get steve into oh no do you we'll do you do you have the local area monopoly themed game the local area monopoly so what monopoly has started doing is like i don't know if it's monopoly for sure but wherever they live like so here i live in batesville so it's called batesvilleopoly get the fuck out of here dude it's so bad and of course uh i think my wife's aunt bought our niece it niece it and i'm just like just buy her the real monopoly like <laughs> it's a you sucky game that, you anyway know what that game does that game like solidifies whether or not you live in the affluent place or the ghetto. Cause yeah. God forbid the first block that you are is like your street. Like if I look on there, I'm like, oh shit, it's fucking Brentwood. <laughs> McClendon's the, the Brown. Bunch. Yeah. <laughs> that that shit's Fuck funny. that. That's dumb. That's so dumb. I hate Monopoly anyway. If I do play Monopoly, I'd rather play it on like a console or a computer. Because but the one good thing about playing Monopoly with the paper money is you always want to be the banker because I fucking steal. You steal. <laughs> I, I steal. steal. I, I steal all the time. I make and, that known. It's like, look, I'm going to steal from this pot of money. If you don't catch me, that's your fucking problem. Yeah. Get get used to it. That's what the big banks are going to do, too. So Exactly. <laughs> the, uh, we had a house allegory rule. for real life. We had a house rule growing up that my buddy fucking like, refused to let us do is every time uh, that – like if you if the game took money from you, mm-hmm. you would put that in the middle, and then if you landed yeah. on free parking, you got everyone all that money. plays that way. He said you ha- cannot play that. He's like you're not supposed to play that way because it makes the game go longer. And fuck this game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like fair enough. You make a good argument. So, but no, I don't like Monopoly. I'm not really big on Monopoly. Oh, I hate Monopoly. I think it's Monopoly. the worst fucking game in the world. Monopoly sucks. Uh, My wife bought me Zelda Monopoly. We played it twice. And that's only because it's Zelda. You know the one thing, if you're ever able to get your hands on it, is the Pokemon board game from like 1997 or 1996. Yeah, dude. It's the the OG 150. I think it's just the 150 Pokemon where you start off with a starter and you go around to the different towns and you try to catch Pokemon and you go and fight uh, gym leaders and you can battle each other and all that stuff. It's, That's cool. It's really fucking fun because you get 150 little pogs that are all of the evolutions and they have different stats on them and all that stuff. And the elemental weaknesses come into play and all that stuff too. It's really, really, really fun. But ha- finding a intact with everything is really rare. It, it has to be expensive. Even it my buddy a, that he, game. I think his girlfriend had it, and she's like, "Yeah, I think I'm missing like Blastoise, and I'm missing a couple other ones like that have just due to time just lost yeah. it over time." That game's that super sucks. fucking fun though. I did that. I went out and bought a copy 
of Console Wars. Yeah! I already have I'm one. Really, it's over on my shelf. I'm really excited to start this. Um, it's so good. Scotty was just like, if you grew up in the 90s, if you grew up in the early 90s with that shit, mm-hmm. you need to go buy it. So, oh, it goes into super deep detail, too. I, I'm ready to start that. I finished Pokemon Sword. Not All only right. did I do the main campaign, but I also did the afterward. Uh, I got uh, Zamasin or Zancian or whatever, yep. the, the sword uh, one. To hold, hold off for one second, do, like the last podcast, anyone that is listening, potential Pokemon spoilers from here, and we don't know when the next will of time will be. We did have someone last time that we I spoiled a couple, a little, some things, and they were like, hey, can you tell me when you guys aren't talking about Pokemon in the podcast so I can skip to it? Because they didn't want to get spoiled. So, okay, yeah. That let's sucks. try to keep it spoiler-free a little bit. Um, the only thing I'm going to say... Is I caught Zancian or yes. whatever the the sword one. If you don't rename him Sif, you're not a real gamer. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna yeah. put that out there. I mean, what was your number that you put on your jersey? Six six six. Oh, I put four twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in the church, man. <laughs> yeah, that ma- that makes sense. Oh, that <laughs> shit was funny when I tried to talk to my mom, be like. So the Satanic Bible's got a lot of good shit in it on Thanksgiving. <laughs> and she goes, she just like, my wife punched me. And I was like, all right, well, no one wanted to watch Dolomite, so. <laughs> That's fucking great. <laughs> I remember my first time buying the Satanic Bible. I just got out of high school. I was just like, this is bullshit or whatever. Mm-hmm. And what is the most edgiest thing I can do to piss my mom off? And it was buying the Satanic Bible. And I, mind you, I had already moved out at this point. Yeah. I was already like away from home, but I was still in contact with my mother because, you know, you I have contacts with the church and right. whatever. And she just she tried <laughs> stealing it, she tried burning it. I'm like, "No, <laughs> you can't take my property. I'll take you to court." I was such a piece of shit. Oh yeah, yeah. But no, that shit was funny. But no, I I do think it's a decent read. Anybody that's in the theology or philosophy thing can see how much of a crazy fuck that uh Anton LaVey was. But I know. Yeah. Right on. But I finished Pokemon Sword. And like you, I was sitting there and I'm like, maybe I can make a competitive team. And the more that I sat there and thought about it, I'm just like. So much of an investment. It's such an investment. I have way too many games to be doing that shit. Like I would need not just a group, like a large group to like sit there and be like, okay. We're, we're doing this. This yeah. is what we're going to do. You breed this Pokemon with this type. We're going to go for this. You do this one. You do this one. I think that's how it thrives is instead yeah. of you trying to like make six different perfect Pokemon, you make like one that people would really like and then you start trading with other people. Yeah. So like it might work for me because my wife is currently playing it a lot, but I don't see her doing anything in the long term past getting the the final legendary. Oh. And then my roommate upstairs, he also has shield. And, like, I'm the only one that I know that has sword. I All my sword. other friends. Oh, you have sword? Okay. Yeah, cool. I got sword. I don't know if I see them playing, like, the battle tower. Like, I'm in the battle tower right now, and I'm trying to make my way through that because I do want the choice scarf, the choice bands, you know. Yeah. After you get, orb. If you do six, you get the, the judge feature on your box so that it'll tell you what the, I, or the EVs are. That's cool. So after you, because uh, the sixth person that you have to fight is Leon again. Spoilers. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, yeah, sorry, but it's it's small spoilers. 
But uh, and then you get the judge feature that if you go into your box and you look at your Pokemon, it'll say like if it says best on a certain stat, then you have a perfect EV or a perfect IV. I can't remember which one it is. Okay. But yeah, you'll get it. It's perfect in that one. So okay. But yeah, that's, that's the thing, cool. man. Like I was like, oh, I don't have time to just invest in this, and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about Pokemon Showdown. Pokemon Showdown, you can go to that website and just build a Pokemon and build the team that you want right then and there and play with other people that are playing. If that's your deal and you don't want to put a bunch of time into it. I mean, even Smogon. Smogon is like where you go to learn about like teams and builds and all that stuff. They even have a section for Pokemon Showdown. So people give Pokemon, uh, not Pokemon Showdown, Smogon a lot of shit because they make their own rules. Like you're not allowed to use moves that raise your evasion. Only one Pokemon can learn Baton Pass. Um, There's a reason for a lot of those, though. (laughs) They have valid reasons for that. But when you go to a Pokemon tournament, like if you go to a TCG tournament, sometimes they also have the video game tournament there as well. Yeah. And they'll have like juniors and regular. Um, they don't give a shit. Your team game. is your team. It's free game. There's nothing that's banned. And I remember like during Sun and Moon when they banned uh, Mega Rayquaza. Because yeah. no matter what, that thing was just so fucking broken and they tiered it off. I appreciate that. I'm glad that there's a scene for that that really regulates it. But mm. I mean, in the long term, nobody really cares. Uh. Like, I used to run Mega Kangaskhan, and I made everyone in my group fucking mad at me because you legitimately could not beat Mega yeah. Kangaskhan. And it got banned. For that, yeah, exactly. For that reason, Smogon banned that shit. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. But. Um, but I finished Pokemon Sword. Um, I finally picked up this bad boy. I got a Canon EOS M50. Uh, oh, this is yeah. what I am planning on using for when we go to Magfest, when we make our video for Magfest. Um, it's if you buy a cam link, you can use that as your webcam. <laughs> I will go ahead and do that because this is. I'm surprised how good this camera is. I mean, it's granted, it's like mid range. Like I paid 500 for it. It was on sale for Black Friday. How much was it originally? Eight. It's 300 is pretty good. Yeah, 300 is not that bad. Paid five for this. I still need to get a stand. I need still need to get a gorilla stand. I still need to get the mic that sits on top. But uh, it's it's not a bad deal, man. And it's it's a really good camera. Yeah. Now, granted, there's other ones that are like twelve hundred bucks, but those are like, are yeah. you a professional? I am not a professional. Like people were telling no. me, like, oh, this is your first camera. Why? <laughs> Why? And I'm just like, well, because I heard it's really really good. And I'm like, yeah, but you should be like looking at the three hundred dollar ones over there. I'm like. I don't know, man. Just just give me this. If I never Shut use up. it again, you know, then I learn my lesson. But whatever. You need to get that. Uh, you need to get that one tripod. That's like a motion tripod that you hold on both sides. So like when you're walking and stuff, it doesn't like register that like the vibrations mm-hmm. and shit. It's just like a smooth kind of thing. Uh, those are pretty cool. Like I, I know a lot of like I look at. A, I am that person that I should have went to college for like audio visual mm-hmm. shit because. Like I've rekin- like I have a love for it now, but no, um, I'm in the same boat. I should have went to school for like audio engineering or some shit like that. I would have loved to work for like a radio station or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, there's a guy. I mean, Nick Murphy from Continue Show. He works for, I think, one in like Philadelphia, and he meets like famous people all the time, and he like gets to work. He's like the like the man behind the camera and all that That's stuff. That's so too, fucking so. cool, dude. 
Yeah, just being in the command tower. Like I, I've been watching a lot of giant. I, I did. Uh, so right now on Giant Bomb, if you do, it's thirty five dollars uh, for their premium for the year. Yeah. And uh, I really like how their setup is, and they always have someone in the control room, whether it be for streams or the podcast or something. There's always someone back there, basically doing what I do with our podcast, making sure everything's running right, everything looks right, and uh, I don't know. That's always intrigued me. Even with like, if I wanted to be like a musician, I was a musician for a short amount of time. But then I started th- thinking about, it. I was like, I kind of just want to like be like a roadie. Yeah. Like I want to set this that shit up. Roadie life see is, shit. is pretty fucking cool. I'm not saying that it's the greatest for like your health. No, it's hard work. It's hard work. I remember when I was a roadie for fucking uh, a minor wrestling circuit. I probably talked about it before. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's an interesting life. It's really really fun. But goddamn. There's no stability. No, absolutely not. Like, I know friends of mine Def- who are still roadies, and it's just like, yep, I just bought this house. I hope I have a contract next year, which, granted, they're really good. <laughs> they will, but, you know, it's just part of yeah. the lifestyle. Yeah, right. But, no, I got this camera. I can't wait to test it out because I haven't had the time to do so. Um, Today I went to an Argentinian steakhouse. Um, That sounds pretty good. I have never – so – People talk about Brazilian steakhouses, and it's kind of like the same style, more or less. Right. They come to you with the meat, and they'd be like, yo, you want this chorizo? You want this steak? You want this chicken? And then they just plop that bad boy on your plate. Oh, it's like a Texas Day Brazil. Sure. I guess. Yeah. Um, that's like a – that's like one – It's a the, our, Texas Day Brazil is a Brazilian uh, steakhouse okay. where they do that. They You have basically like a – a red card and a green card. Sure. And if your green card's up, they'll constantly bring you shit. Mm-hmm. And then if you switch it to red, then they'll stop bringing you stuff. Yeah. Um, very similar to that. Uh, I thought that was cool for like the first time. So what it is is like you can either have it be, have it brought to you or you can get up to the grill and they'll just like give you fucking whatever. And it is just this giant grill where it's like, yeah. these are all our rare steaks. Here's our medium rare. Here's our medium. And, yep. and they, they don't do uh well done, which I think is great because well done is right. Rightfully yeah. show. <laughs> um, it's just interesting experience. There's not really anything else. Cause I did have something for that and I completely forgot. And I just said, I went here. It's cool. Go ahead and do that, um, but whatever. <laughs> and then yeah, it's usually usually you play you pay like a flat rate, and then yeah, you it was only like thirty dollars, which I think those like if it's only thirty dollars, it couldn't have been that great. I will complain though, the drinks fucking sucked. I asked for a mojito, mm-hmm. and it was like fucking cough syrup. I mean, you're paying thirty dollars, yeah, so that's, that's true. It was a five dollar drink, so I can't be that mad. That's like going to the casinos. Like casinos have amazingly good buffets. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. We uh we have the MGM up north. If you go a little bit past uh, uh Washington D.C., um, mm-hmm. my buddy of mine goes up there to gamble all the time. Uh, their buffet is dope, and their drinks are fucking trash. They're they're <laughs> oh yeah they they oh, yeah. they're hard on the alcohol, man. But no one mixes that thing. I asked for a fucking uh, Jack and Coke, and I got no Coke. And I'm like, oh, f- okay, fine. Sometimes that happens on the planes mm-hmm. where the lady's just like, splash of it. Or the, what's great is they'll bring you the shit. Yeah. Like, instead of making the drink for you, they'll bring you the Coke, and then they'll bring you the little thing of Jack. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I like you, lady. Even though I'm paying for this with a voucher, I like you. Yeah. No, it's great. <laughs> um, uh, that's really good. That's that. And then finally, I've been on the Star Wars kick. 
Uh, still watching the Mandalorian. Yeah. The Mandalorian is still great. I've seen clips from the newest episode, but I haven't watched it's, it yet. It's pretty good. I'm not going to say that it's as good as the previous episode, but it's still good because it builds a lot of like character building and you know motivations. <laughs> I wouldn't say uh, any comedy. It's it's a very serious episode. Um, well, with what I'm saying is with Baby Yoda, there's a part. Yo, there the is ship. a meme that's going on where Baby Yoda is like sitting in the cockpit of his ship, and he's just like uh-huh. push a button, and he's just like push another button to turn that off, push a button. And yeah. It's just get the fuck out of here, kid. But they put, uh, is it the get low? Yeah, get low. Yeah. In the song. Every <laughs> single time he hits a button, get low starts playing really, really loud. And he's just like, get the fuck yeah. out of here. So I forgot get low wasn't on my Google playlist. Mm-hmm. And now because of that, now it is. Because yeah. <laughs> that shit, uh, that used to be on the Need for Speed soundtrack. I never played uh, Need get, for Speed, so. Need, I'm sorry, Need for Speed Underground. Okay. I I, play, I played a lot of Need for Speed Underground on GameCube because it was a really fun game. And uh, the only two songs, there was like a Fuel song that I really liked and Get Low, but it was the edited version. Oh, you poor child. (laughs) Yeah. It's hilarious when you're a kid. You're just like, oh, yeah, that's like it's like I just recently uh, like my wife's really big into the doors. She has a a, like the the double lizard tattoos and all that stuff. And uh, I was like, yeah, I don't have any doors on my playlist. So I went and put a bunch on there and uh, it's break on through to the other side. Most people who know the doors know that song. And uh, growing up, I always just thought the line is I always thought it was a she get and then it just kind of pe- no the line is she gets high she get high oh and then, but, they edited that but every they edited on the radio huh. and uh, I heard it I was just like man this version is much better <laughs> so <laughs> yeah man they edit weird shit man no uh, Mandalorian's great. Um, yeah, I need to. I'll watch that episode this week. I'll probably double up Friday. I have a friend of mine who has never seen any Star Wars before, and she wants to go see Episode Nine when it comes out. I'm like, all right, bet. But if you're going to do this, okay. let's go in with you knowing everything. So we started watching all of the Star Wars movies that have come out, and I was just all like, the main ones, right? The mainline ones. The main, well. Rogue One, we're gonna watch. I guess you could. I guess you could like, you could put Rogue One in between three and four. Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna play Solo. Um, I've rewatched that. Eh. I still think that it's an okay movie. I'm not as high as on it as I was before. But you'd have to start with that one. No, Solo takes place between three and four. What with that stinger? Solo takes place between three and four. I am dead serious. You know what I'm talking about, right? So, uh, there's a character from Phantom Menace that's in it. Yeah. No. Like, he... Okay. Because... Okay, I'm, I'm about to, like, show my fucking... Is that when he has his robotic legs? Shit. Yes. Yeah, that, that's when he's... Uh, because by that time, Maul is already running the Crimson Dawn. Um, oh, after he yeah, gets you're right. after he gets defeated in episode one, he does come back, and at that point, he is not on good terms with Sidious. So he goes into the underworld with the Crimson Dawn, because that's going that to eventually sense. tie into what they did in Star Wars Rebels, where yeah. Maul has his final confrontation with Obi Wan, where he is defeated once yeah. and for all. But that's neither here or there. I was it makes sense too, because lightsabers cauterize a wound, don't they? Yeah. 
Which which is something <laughs> that me and my friends caught on to really fucking quick when we were in like middle school. I'm like, there's no way that he's dead. There's no way. Yeah. He's just like, all that does is burn it up. Now, granted, your intestines are all shorts of fucked up. Like, yeah, Maul is a not vegan. Working, right? <laughs> Darth Maul is a vegan from this point on because he can't fucking digest anything. Eat in. Yeah. But, uh,. I, was, I always liked his backstory and uh, Grievous's backstory. Grievous has a really good backstory. Grievous has a pretty good backstory. Uh, Darth Maul, definitely. I, I enjoy Darth Maul as a character. I think he's really, really cool, and I think he was underutilized. Because it's just pure hate. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's great. And I'm trying to remember if he was in charge of the Death Watch. I, I want to say that he was. The Death Watch was like this group of Mandalorians that was against the pacification of the, uh, the Mandalorian tribe as a whole. But regardless... Mm. Um, so I agreed that we would go through all the movies, but I was torn on whether or not I wanted to do it chronologically, like episodes one through nine or based on their release. And I was sitting there and I'm just like, if I do it based on their release, it's going to be really good in the beginning. And then there's going to be this shit that takes place. Well, you do know what the, you know what the, uh, so the suggestion by fans what the the order should be right no so i think what they do is they do four and anyone listening can totally correct me if i'm wrong because i i haven't looked this up in a long time but they start with four which is a new hope yep then you go back and you watch two and three okay uh actually no i think you might do four five then two three and then six because after five you realize that darth vader is luke's Spoilers is Luke's father. So, everyone so then, knows that at this point. <laughs> and then you go back and you're like, okay, let's show you the backstory of Darth Vader. And then you show those two. And then they just like omit one. <laughs> like they're like, don't worry about one. So which sucks because you lose you lose uh Darth Maul. But no so here's the thing about that. Um I decided to go chronologically one one through eight. Um okay. just as they occur. But the thing is, it's like I'm just like, I have PTSD about the prequel trilogy. I know there's a lot of people out there that like it. I hate it. I think it's oh, fucking no, I, I don't terrible. Like it. Um, three holds up. But no, that's yeah. About three, it. three is okay. Three is passable. It's because we all know what's coming. Yeah. And it's, I'm about to get into it. But I was sitting there. I'm just like, look, we can either watch all three movies or we can do the smart thing. There is a video on YouTube that combines all the important pieces of the prequel into one three-hour movie. Yes, do that. It cuts, it starts at the lightsaber battle with Darth Maul. And then you learn... That's a lot. Yeah, they (laughs) completely throw out the first movie. That pod race didn't fucking happen. The trade uh, meeting didn't didn't fucking happen. happen. Like Jar Jar didn't have all the bullshit is gone, yeah. Uh, which is good because in in the second movie, all they pay attention to is the attempted assassination on Padme, right? the The discovery of the clones, and then Luke, Padme, and Obi Wan getting kidnapped, and then they had the fight on Geonosis, and then the rest right. of the movie is essentially Episode Three. Okay, that makes sense. That's good. So it's 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 a, actually a decent edit. It's pretty fucking good. But she was just like, "No, I really want to see the movies because I want to critique them and whatever." I'm just like, "That's fair. We're enough. gonna be she's fucking dumb." Okay, cool. Whatever. 
Let's do it. She has to know. We watch episode one. As as she's watching, and this is when I've come to the realization that George Lucas should never be put in charge of any sort of editing, any sort of story writing by himself, ever. He should just be a creative fellow telling you about the lore and the motivations about certain tribes and shit like that. Don't ever put him in charge of anything ever fucking again. Because episode one is like the ultimate shitbags fan fiction. Oh, remember this one particular situation where I talked about in episode four? We're going to take five to ten minutes just talking about that, and then you never see that character again. Yeah. And that's the entire movie, segment by segment by segment by segment. There's, you know, two people start talking, and then we're going to jump to this situation over here. And we're going to take five minutes to talk about this, and we're going to jump back, and something happens. (laughs) We don't know, but we're just going to act like, whew, that's a tough battle. When did it happen? What are we talking about? The scene where you're sitting into the fucking, in the boat, in the underwater boat. And you're going through, and there's these giant fishes coming out. There's always a bigger fish. There's always a bigger fish, which, by the way, there's a webcomic called um, Darths and Droids, and it's a and d mm. play off of the, the, the Star Wars movies. That shit is great. Is Just it? slight plug, but whatever. No, the first movie, absolutely terrible. She was sitting there, and I was like, I have so many questions. I'm like, I have no answers. <laughs> <laughs> the good. Well, let's say out of those eight, I would say you got the worst one out of the way. So No. I do not think that Phantom Menace is the worst one because at least the Phantom Menace, like that movie is passable where it's just like, okay, there's, there's a few action scenes in there that can capture your attention. Okay. Uh Episode two, Attack of the Clones. That movie is fucking terrible. Hayden Christensen is the worst actor in the world. I don't care what anyone says. It's been a long time since I watched the second one. You should one. watch it. Maybe maybe I just remember the first one. Like I remember the things. I remember the clone planet and I remember uh I remember the att- attempted assassination. I remember Dooku and cuz Grievous doesn't show up in that no, one. No, he does, does not. He? It's not until 3. He doesn't show up until yeah, 3. Yeah, so I would I was I would argue that if I would say like, oh, Grievous is in the second one, then that would be good. But no, he's not in that one. So yeah, uh, yeah. No, we're sitting. I mean, I guess with the first one, you got pod, you got pod racing, you got Maul. That's about it. That's all I would say. I would say that those are the big ones, like the the starship battle and whatever. The the opening scene where you see a little bit of uh, Obi Wan and Qui Gon's powers. I mean, yeah, it's not a good movie. It's not a good movie by any means. But at least there's like. I don't even want to say substance. At least there's something to watch while you pass the time. Episode two is cringy. It is cringy bad. Like there are yeah. red flags coming off of Anakin. Like you're a fucking abuser. You're a terrible fucking oh, person. Yeah. And yeah. fucking Padme just eats that shit up. I was like, yes, da- daddy harder fucking hurt me. And I'm like, she's like substantially <sighs> older than him too. She's right? five years older than him. Is it five? It's five okay. It's, it's, I mean, if you're well, in at least you'll get school, the two worst yeah, it's a ones big deal. But I mean, way. like, if you're like, oh, I'm 40. 25, 30. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't touch 25 year olds, but whatever. You don't touch anyone besides your wife. <laughs> yes. I'm just saying, like, my own personal thing. No, that movie is bad. And it, she just, like, turned off. So we're going to watch episode three at some point this week. 
Three picks up. Three is when the space battles in three are good. Yeah, and then all the battles in three. All are the good. battles in three are good. Um, the dialogue is still a little bit iffy. It's not as cringy. Yeah. It's still like eh, like that scene where they come in and arrest the the Emperor Palpatine. The- <laughs> Yeah, I forgot his. Yeah, I don't remember what his rank was, so whatever. But when they go to arrest uh, Palpatine, yeah. I'm like, uh, Palpatine's dialogue's a little iffy, and like the, yeah. the exchange, yeah, <laughs> like that one like really weird scream as he stands up and starts doing like this this drill move in the air. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck yeah. was that? And then Mace Windu's dialogue throughout that entire thing is fucking trash. I don't care what anyone says. I uh, I wish you could I wish I know you're just watching the movies but you really I really wish you could watch in between like 2 and 3 uh that that series that was on Cartoon Network. Oh yeah. Not, the um not not the 3D stuff. It no, was the yeah, yeah, the, yeah, 2D. the Samurai yeah. Jack one. I forget the Yeah. the Tartsky. Uh, that's yeah, probably, yeah, 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 yeah. It's all on the whole it's all on YouTube like in one continuous go yeah. to. It's like 60 or 70 minutes i watched it on a flight once i downloaded yeah no that shit and, uh, is fucking great i love that so good like it makes me like anakin mm-hmm. like anakin is pretty competent obi-wan is still badass yeah like and grievous is fucking scary and even even the the 3d clone wars although even they cleaned it up so to say they made it a little bit more kid friendly it's really not the that bounty bad Hunter of a series really good. it's really not that bad of a series do you remember there was an episode where the bounty hunters uh they uh, assault like the Coruscant headquarters. Yeah, that one yeah, was no, really that shit good. Was fucking dope. <laughs> and then they have like the three Jedi trying to escort Palpatine, and they all get fucking murked by Grievous. Yeah, but it was like like really long and drawn out. And I'm like, oh shit, they showed that. <laughs> that man yeah. lost a whole. Also, arm. to yeah, there was uh, also during that uh, the Tarski or. The one that we were talking about, the 2D one, you see why it gives you backstory on why Grievous is wheezing in three. Mm-hmm. I forget what it was. So. He was fighting Mace Windu when he fucked up his uh, his chest, right? He for he he force uh, yeah. grabbed his uh, chest cavity. Yeah. No, because that was his. I mean, that's only his only weak spot. Yeah. So <laughs> no, it's it's good. Check those out. Check those out. Don't watch the prequels. Watch the the. The edited cut on YouTube, and that was that was my week. That was my abridged week. I've still not seen uh, Return or what's the eighth one? The Last Jedi. I've heard really bad things about it. So though. critics love it, fans okay. hate it. There's a lot of culture war issues with the movie. Yeah. I don't really buy into that shit. I try not to be a part of that because it's just toxic. Um, I guess I need to sit down. and I, Maybe I just need to sit down and do like just do a watch through of every. Go in there with again. an open mind, but then sit there and think, does that make sense for this movie? There's a lot of really questionable things that they did with it. Like, for example, right out the open, you're in space, right? Mm-hmm. If you're in space, there's zero gravity. But, right. But when... They show the opening sequence when they're attacking one of the Star Destroyers. They have a bombing run. A bombing run. A bombing run. Bombing, run, so in the bombing runs world, are for planets. Well, in a, in the real world, you drop the bomb and gravity takes that bitch down. It's just go boop. 
It just sits there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's what it in should space, do. In space, you open up the door and all the bombs just stay there because there's no gravity and you do something to like <laughs> right. push them down. No, they just drop. Like little it details like that just, just pop yeah. up and I'm just like, why the fuck? Because um, if you think of back in the games, all of the Y bombers were usually utilized on planets. Yeah, you shoot off the bombs. It's, it's, I don't know. It's anyway, we'll get it. That's a discussion for another time, yeah, I no. guess. <laughs> Last Jedi. It's a really questionable movie. It's really weird. Are you, it's are you excited for Rise? No, I'm excited for it to be over. I don't think they need to do trilogies anymore. You know, I think. If the Mandalorian does well, maybe we'll get cool series. Yeah, I the Mandalorian has a lot of promise. Um, I think, I think that, we talked about this last yeah, week we too. I think that when Disney is left through the to their own devices, that they can do some really positive shit. Um, yeah. But trying to work off of an old man's script from twenty thirty years ago, because nah. technically George Lucas did have episodes seven, eight, and nine written out in some form. And I don't know if Lord. they're just pulling shit out and trying to put it together, but it's just not. I might working go see out. it in theaters. It's just not working out. Uh, if it's the last trilogy, I'd like to see it in theaters. Yeah, just take the time, watch episode eight. Um, it's it's bad, it's bad. There's there's certain <laughs> plot lines in there that was like that could have been an episode on the the children's cartoon because this is fucking pointless. Yeah. All right. That's my well, week. There we go. I'm ready to go cool. into news. All right. Let's do the news. So kicking up the very beginning, Cyberpunk 2077 multiplayer will apparently have wise microtransactions. Uh, during their Q3 financial results teleconference, CDPR discussed its intentions for a potential monetization for its pending multiplayer. Um, currently, Cyberpunk 2077 is not being released with the multiplayer the focus is on the single player aspect however they did say this is our first multiplayer game like full-fledged multiplayer game so it's going to come in a patch later on um but after disclosing the cdpr had a very strong third quarter with the release of the witcher 3 on the nintendo switch selling well over 20 million units and ongoing gwent sales apparently doing really really well which i think is i need to check gwent out surprising uh, the conversation eventually turned towards monetization, which, quoting President Adam uh, Kisinki, Kisinki, I think that's how you pronounce it. It's Polish. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to monetizing oh, multiplayer yeah. for cyberpunk, we now think that it's far too early to reveal any details. The project is still at an early stage of development, and we are constantly experimenting. After all, this is our first game multiplayer. And this is a translation off of Google, yeah. so it's really <laughs> choppy. We are exploring various possibilities, and so far it is not the time to uh, for precise determination directions. Although it can be safely said that we will not compromise our own policy, contracts with players. Monetization will be intelligent, and we will ensure that. That's always uh, how always deliver valuable products in exchange for payment received. Again, that's that's a Google translation. It's it's a hard read. Yeah. <laughs> but basically what it he's is. saying is just like, look, we don't really know what we're going to do with monetization as far as multiplayer is concerned. Um, it's become the status quo more or less for AAA games to monetize a certain aspect of the game as much as we hate to admit it. Um, right. 
But the way that they're going into it, uh, there were some people that were talking about it. I was like, what can they monetize? Because the thing is that it's a first-person game. So, yeah, I mean, you could monetize like, the way that your character looks a little bit. But it's not going to yeah, be you can fashion. Buy skins. Yeah, you can buy skins and shit like that. But it's not like Destiny, where you know you group up together and you know you go and find loot, and it's like it's more of a competitive shooter. So they might take more of like the EA approach, in which you monetize certain gear equipments and shit like that, or maybe skins for your weapons. I think if they're if they're going with the route that I think because in this article it's kind of outlying that they're going to do the multiplayer, but it's not going to like, it's not going to be like a play pay to win kind of thing. Like they don't want it to like impact the player, like, or the story stuff like that. They don't want it to do that. I think their focus uh, is more on the single player aspect and the, the multiplayer yeah. is an afterthought, which is the reason why it's which not is how releasing. it always should be. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's more or less releasing after the single player game. And there's certain games that rely on its multiplayer like Call of Duty or pretty much any fighting game and I think that's okay. But yeah. You know, we're getting to the stages where these companies are saying there's free money at the table that we're not picking up. As as much as we hate to say it, you know. Yeah. As much as we uh, bang we- our, you know, our drums and saying that, you know, we don't want monetization and it's, you know, greedy corporate scum bullshit. <laughs> People are still going to buy it. It happens. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, with the success of Gwent, like Gwent was, it's been super fucking successful for, uh, for them. And even for a and, game that's only on one platform. I mean, it's only on GOG. Yeah. And it apparently is like super easy to play and it's super easy to like craft stuff that you want and it's not like a money pit or anything like that. Like I would say, Magic the Gathering and even Hearthstone are just fucking money. Pits you need at to some you point. need to buy the cards. That's just what it is. Yeah. If you want to play the game, but with this, once you hit gold, you need to buy the cards. Yeah, but uh, I've not played Gwent. But uh, you can go to the Reddit thread. Uh, there's a Reddit thread called CDPR talks about monetization for Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, want to have value for money? There's a whole a bunch of people and they start talking about Gwent and all that stuff and yeah uh this seems like the right direction for them to go in they're focusing more on their story which for you and me for people that don't really play multiplayer games that much that's perfect right up our alley yeah uh and keeping the multiplayer a second thought but we live in a day and age where uh I feel like sometimes we get we're the minority in the video game world where we're which the I think ones we that are like we like that. It used to be where like you got to have a story mode because you know multiplayer is always a second thought. You can look at that in like Star Fox sixty four and like GoldenEye is when it started getting big. Where I would say GoldenEye is I played more multiplayer than I did the story at all. So, but yeah, we are more the minority. But I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully, they keep going with this mentality. And uh, I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited to see what more they got to do. I mean, the general consensus on the fan base is that they don't seem to care. Like, usually when you hear yeah. people being like, oh, we're, we're monetizing this, they all, like, freak the fuck out. But, like, two of the yeah. top comments were, uh, you know, one from Cravio, unpopular opinion, but CDPR did yep. too much work to assure me that they can be the corporates we all hate. Gwent is still a mm-hmm. GOG exclusive, while failed Thronebreaker is in Steam. Gwent is their first multiplayer project, and the way that CDPR was balancing it 
can be described as if there is a problem, let's rewrite half the game from scratch and maybe that'll fix the problem. Gwent's expansion already costs more than Cyberpunk in my country, and that's fucking weird. Game is cheap, however, way cheaper than any other card game. And then another one, Mikhail, he's saying that Gwent has to be one of the best microtransaction card acquisition models in a CCG. You can always, you, you get to pick the rarest card in your pack from three choices, so you almost always get something useful or desirable. Cards are cheap mm -hmm. to craft, and the rewards are plentiful. Honestly, in the first three, four months when Gwent was out, I had a ton of fun playing it, and he barely had to spend any money. Um, so, I don't know. I, I have faith in CDPR. I'm probably not going to play the multiplayer because I don't play first-person shooters anyway, but I am curious to see where it goes down the line. Well, when you buy the game for the story, you'll get the it's multiplayer. Like the multiplayer it's later. Yeah, so you can check it out later. So there we go. Anyway. Yep. Uh, speaking of multiplayer games, let's go into our next story. We got uh, who leaked the Sword and Shield secrets? Pokemon lawyers want to catch them all. So uh, recently it's come out that Pokemon creator or the Pokemon company International is not particularly happy with the leaks that happened with Sword and Shield. Uh, so much to the point or so much that they are going so far as to take legal action against uh, people that spoiled the, uh, you know, like I think they spoiled the Machamp, uh, Gigantamax, and like eighteen other. I think uh, they spoiled pitchers. all the Gigantamax Pokemon. They yeah, they spoiled everything, and uh, they're not happy, and they're trying to take legal action against these Discord and 4chan uh, users because I believe back on November, it was first. early November. November it was 1st. November. Yeah, no, there it is. November first. Uh, that's when the the leaks got put out. And it, <laughs> what does it say? They were leaked on the Discord, and then within 17 minutes, they were on 4chan, and then within 10 minutes of that, they were on Reddit. Within it's a half like we, hour. We live in the digital world, yep. people. Uh, but they are going so far as to subpoena 4chan and Discord to be like, hey, give us the information on these users because they've narrowed it down to about four different users. They don't know the exact usernames, but they're using them as John and Jane Doe's. I believe that has been updated to where we do know a couple of the Discord users' names, but those Discord users are smart enough to not tie their information to any of the usernames. Yeah, the photos made the run on the Discord server by a user called Dimensions. Um, yep. when it got posted and then from there it got posted on the 4chan onto Reddit onto Twitter and whatever um, however they did say that they think they've pinpointed one individual to the town of Milwaukee Wisconsin yep so I mean there's that I do want to point something out the Forbes uh, article on here says that mm -hmm. uh, another 18 right pictures now. appeared on a discord a site that started off for gamers yeah <laughs> But it has <laughs> since been used by abuse, uh, since been abused by a number of criminal types, from child abusers to hackers. I'm like, fuck you, dude. Fuck I'm you. I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be 4chan, not Discord. Uh I know that's they, what I they read it as. Explicitly put Discord. We're just like, oh, Discord is like this this lion's den of fucking I know. pedophiles. I thought that. Yeah, I thought because I, when I read it, I was just like, "Oh, they must have meant to put 4chan there." No, he knew what he said. But, Fuck him. Uh, yeah, uh, he's the author right. of the yeah, article. Yeah, I read that because whenever you're doing an article like this, you're supposed to stay pretty biased, like unbiased, until about the end. The end paragraph is usually where you throw in like your little two cents and stuff like that. Sure, but up, 
But uh, this guy is just like halfway through. But uh, man, Forbes made me turn off my ad block too. So rip. But yeah. So but yeah. Uh, what I thought was the funniest out of this is that they're trying to serve the subpoenas to Discord and 4chan to be like, hey, give us the shit that we want to know. They ain't gonna get shit. Uh, no. Granted, I can see why they are upset. Leaks do suck. Like leaks suck sometimes. But don't go this way about it. Just be a like leaks are gonna happen. That's like that's just what happens. Yeah. Like Diablo Four got leaked, and my buddy was like, "Yeah, leaks suck, but it is what it is. We live in that world." So the suit states that the individual stole valuable trade secrets, and that the TCPI owns valuable secrets that could affect their bottom line by undermine by undermining their carefully cultivated excitement and interest. Because apparently, because it's just like, oh, oh, look, here's a new Pokemon game. Here's some glimpses. Here's the first three Pokemon. You know, mm-hmm. stay tuned for something more. And then all of a sudden, there's leaks that come out with new Pokemon. Before speaking of which, did you did you see the most recent Pokemon like video that came out? I don't. They think were so. showing like they were showing like uh, oh the, when they revealed Gigantamax Snorlax. Okay. They revealed the final evolution of the three starters. I mean, at that point, two weeks after the game came out, why are you revealing them in something where we already know all the final evolutions? Like, I feel, is that like a stab at people saying like, well, they never showed well, us no, until no, no, the no, game no. came I out? I think that what that really is, is like for the people who haven't bought into it yet or are on the fence. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you'd be like, hey, look at what you're missing out on. I think that that's yeah. more plausible. Um. But the Pokemon Company but, is seeking compensary, compensationary damage, monetary relief, punitive and excellentary uh, damages, attorney fees, permanent injunction relief to prevent the defendants from disclosing any further information on TCPI's or TPCI's uh, IP, award of prejudgment interest and costs, and anything else that the court may deem fit. They have like they, six different brackets of like these are all of our demands. You you act like you would feel like this game didn't sell one point six mil or one point three million copies, but it only sold one point three million copies. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, I don't know. I feel like so it's that weird area where I feel like yes, they are they are in the right to be able to do this, but it's a shitty move to do. Here's my thing. Um, there's always already been talk of them saying that this game wasn't as successful because they they lied about their content. Dexit Big is time. a thing. And then in addition to that, they kept the same character models from Sword and Shield and just moved yep. them over to uh, not Sword and Shield from Sun and Moon and moved them over to. We've uh, got the wire triangles. God damn it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so this could very well just be a scapegoat. It could be. I could see that totally. And saying yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not. Out. It's not our shitty business practices. It's it's these four people in the United States. Fuck them. Yep. But if you want to check out all this in depth legal uh, mumbo jumbo, that uh, the documents are up online and you can look at them. There's two of them. There's one specifically for Discord and another one specifically for Fortune. Yep. So go check those out if you want to scour through it. I, for one, am okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's what you have oh, me for. Man. 
Yeah, I'm just like, eh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you get, read through this. Yep. <laughs> Let me translate it for you. Uh, <laughs> Google Stadia is to offer refunds to players. Uh, Stadia's problem seems to be growing faster than its lineup as more hate and discontent from its user base keeps on growing. Stadia revealed two extra games to their Stadia Pro subscription service. Farming Simulator 2019 Woo! and Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, Woo! Uh, along with <laughs> the Destiny 2 collect- collection and Samurai Showdown, which they already previously announced. Well, the right. problem is, is that Twitter or uh, users took to Twitter to voice their displeasure as many of those users have already bought Tomb Raider because who the fuck buys Farming Simulator? Um Google has since. I know some people, but yeah, <laughs> I know one person that bought Farming Simulator, and he's it's like, not me. This audio no, listeners, it's not me. No, no, it's not. It was it was a Marine who all he wanted to talk about is building a farm, and I'm like, dude, you live in the middle of Jacksonville, you put up a fence, and you're trying to grow tomatoes, and now you think you're a fucking farmer. Get the fuck out of here. Dude, out of I see face. that shit everywhere I go down here. No. Uh, Google has since promised to refund those players uh, who have Stadia Pro memberships who bought Tomb That's Raider. That's pretty cool. Uh, but it still doesn't help their ongoing issues. If you recall that Stadia was nearly universally panned for its poor image quality, lack of features, and abhorrent latency issues. I remember videos of like the dude like pushing the button to jump, and then, like a yeah. good two to three seconds later the game character finally jumped shit that's like that. seconds not milliseconds yeah not no no seconds, seconds. later yeah. um i i can't imagine how fighting games play like they're offering samurai showdown i don't know anyone who's going to be able to fucking play that like no. any game that Look requires at, like um reflexes no you're done yeah you're or done. frame precise inputs yeah it's, it's just no way um yeah. But yeah, it but was, the system is working. The system does work, and as uh, I think it was Tech Radar or Eurogamer that uh, reviewed it the first. It was just like, yeah, this is a really good beta. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's, it's the Verge. It's a really yeah, the Verge. It was like this is a really cool beta. I wonder when it gets that you pay for. Released. Oh wait, <laughs> yeah, you're paying for a good beta. Yeah, but Google <laughs> keeps on like saying like, no, no, that's not true. Uh, in quoting Stadia streams at 4K and 60 frames per second, which is an, a common don't. argument that they have because there's some Twitter users that came on and saying, like, this is Red Dead Redemption for the fucking PS4. Compare it to the, to the Stadia, and it runs like fucking shit. Like, it everything runs worse is. Than the, than the PC version. Yeah, it, it's blurry. There's, there's no clarity in it whatsoever. It runs slower. Oh my God. I've got these pulled up right now. Uh, these look terrible. Yeah, no, it runs like shit. It was like this is not even thirty frames a second. This is this is trash. The Xbox One plays all this better. Yeah, well, Xbox One's arguably the Xbox One X is arguably the best console. So yeah, uh, but they they That's struck crazy. back saying Stadia streams at four K and sixty frames a second, uh, and that includes all aspects of our graphics pipeline from game to screen, GPU encoder and Chromecast Ultra all outputting at 4K to 4K TVs with appropriate internet connection. Developers making Stadia games work hard to deliver the best streaming experience for every game. Like you see on all platforms, this includes a variety of techniques to achieve the best overall quality. 
we give developers the freedom of how to achieve the best image quality and frame rate on Stadia, and we are impressed with what they have been able to achieve from day one. Way to throw the developer under the bus. Oh, yeah. It's not my problem. It's those fuckers' problem. Yeah, those fuckers that work for me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We expect that many developers can, and in most cases, will continue to improve their games on Stadia. And because Stadia lives on our data centers, developers are able to innovate quickly while uh, while delivering even better experiences directly to you without the need for game patches or downloads. It's like, no, no, push the problem to the developers. It's their issue. I'm like, no way, dude. There's no way. Because the games already run really, really well on other platforms. You're trying to we sell have me a product. We all these other systems. Yeah, you're trying yeah. to sell me a product. You're trying to give me a reason to jump onto Stadia. This ain't it, man. This ain't, this ain't it. making me jump from my PlayStation 4 or Switch or Xbox One to Stadia. No. So. Uh, Stadia continues to be a dumpster fire. No, it's garbage. So. I give it a year or two, and then... yeah. It'll be the way of uh, Google Hangouts. That's the plan. Now, now, granted, let's look on the brighter side is that it is cool to have something that does this. Like, But all of the lying about the 4K and the 60 frames per second, all that shit. Uh, because it, it was stated in, in the Verge's review of it, like, you were able to jump from PC to or uh, the in-web browser to the phone and all that stuff, and there was really no problems. Uh, granted, it didn't look that great, but still, that's cool, but that's not enough of a thing to outweigh the problems that it's having. Yeah. So, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, speaking of all the fucking Star Wars talk that we were having. <laughs> this makes me this happy. Is, this is good news for Star Wars. Uh, it's weird that I got the t- the article, but whatever. Uh, the Force is strong with Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. In the first two weeks, EA achieves fastest-selling digital launch for a Star Wars game ever, becomes EA's top-selling Star Wars title on PC in its initial launch window. So, uh, we have Star Wars Jedi Fa- Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is a critical success as well as being the highest-rated Star Wars game of the console generation. Uh, uh, Business Insider exclaims that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is the best Star Wars game ever made, while GameSpot calls it one of the most compelling game additions to the Star Wars franchise in years. GQ notes that the game lives up to the hype, while IGN says it is an amazing all-around—I'm sorry—an all-around amazing game in their 9.0 out of 10 review. Wow, they gave it a nine. They gave it a nine. Okay. So. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like uh, Respawn and EA did really well with this one. Again, I have not played this game yet, uh, but I should. It's making me every week is making me want to play this more and more. It's I love the game. I think it's great. It's it's Star Wars Dark Souls. I think that every game deserves a Dark Souls entry and just keep on giving me those type of games. Um, So in uh, so in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, players take on the role of Cal Kestis, a former Padawan hiding in plain sight after the Jedi were all but wiped out after Order 66 was executed by the Emperor. When he's forced on the run, Cal is quickly met by his companion, Sarah Junda and former former Jedi Knight played by Deborah Wilson and Grease, the larger than life Latero pilot voiced by Daniel Roebuck who flies the crew's ship known as the Stinger Mantis, which that sounds like a Mega Man boss. Yeah. So <laughs> that's fucking awesome. And then you get your R2D2 character with BD1 
which is uh, Cal's faithful droid that, as charming as he is useful, will help players navigate and explore diverse planets, including the Wookiee homeworld, Kashyyyk, and the never-before-seen planet Zepho. So for anyone that didn't know what the game was about. But yes, like Chris said, it is a Star Wars Dark Souls game. And guess what? That means it is a linear story-based video game. And guess what EA said before back in 2017? <laughs> that there was not a market for those games. Yep. No, nobody was playing linear games. Guess what? There is. Uh, back with the uh, shutdown. They shut down, what was it? Visceral, Visceral Games, which that's such Visceral a good games. name. Visceral Games is such a good name. And I forget which uh, Star Wars game that they were working on. I it was it had to do with like bounty hunting and shit like that. It was uh, a really cool premise. Sixty six. It's not thirteen it thirteen. Thirteen thirteen. Okay, that's what I thought it was. Uh, but no, the articles don't really say specifically what which one it was. Uh, audio listeners, if you know and you're in our Discord, let us know. So, but yeah. Uh, linear games, linear story-based games are not dead. Do not let anyone tell you that they are. Uh, Fortnite and Call of Duty, that's just a different type of game. If you are still like Chris and I, where you like a good story-based game, you're not alone. They are making games. You just have to seek them out. And I can see why people would be wary with the Star Wars game because not many Star Wars games have had the best track record in the last few years. I think... The best single-player Star Wars game to come out, single-player, since Fallen Order, is maybe Jedi Outcast. That was, oh, is it 10 years? I think it's 10 years. I don't know. I feel like the, I know this podcast. 2002. That's when that came out? Yeah. Because that was out on the GameCube. That's before Force Unleashed. (laughs) Those games weren't terrible, the Force Unleashed games. Mm. There's some things that are in 1 and 2 that are not bad. So Unleashed was very arcadey, and don't get me wrong, I like those games. But Fallen Order is way better than those. Just Cool. I have to check it out there. Yeah, no. Fall, Fallen Order, legitimately great fucking game. I'm getting in that weird thing now where I don't like we had all these sales for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. I'm like like Nintendo had digital sales, Sony had digital sales. I didn't want to buy anything cuz I want physical copies now. <laughs> yeah. Um let me see. Lucas Arts. What games did you make? Cool. Don't tell me. It's fine. Lucas Arts, they made a bunch of fucking They made games, a man. shit ton. Uh, there was the Rogue one Squadron game. series are some of the best games. Rogue Squadron 1 and 2 are good. Rogue Squadron 3 is Eh? Which two was on GameCube, right? One was on N64. One was on N64. Two and three were on GameCube. Three tried to do this like weird third-person ground battle bullshit. But two came out nearly around the launch date of GameCube, right? Yeah, it's, I don't think it was a launch title, but it was definitely close. It was very close. I played that a lot. Uh, I played that a lot. The name? There was one game that fucking uh, Lucas Arts did, and it was it was weird. It was it was really funny, but the one thing that stands out to me is that they had this one weapon called the land land shark mine. Was it the old republic? Not the old republic, but no, the, no, uh, it wasn't even a Star Wars game. And that's when I was just like, they make non Star Wars games. <laughs> Why? 
don't know. Whatever. I do not know, man. But that's all we got for the news. Yep. That's all we got. Slow day, but it's all good. Slow week. Uh, it's usually how it happens around this time anyway. So, uh, All right, man. Let's go to questions. Questions. Yes. I thought I was going to get away with a uh, sub two hour podcast, but that is a lie. That's because you said something about it's, it. Yep. That's <laughs> the reason why. Uh, yep. The camera's over here, but you're over here. So I'm going to look over here. Uh, you do what you got to do. From <laughs> Scotty Moe, because he's the only person that gives questions. We didn't even put out uh, a request for questions. And he was just like, yo, we in this bitch. Yeah. We got to start getting a little bit better about that. Yeah. <laughs> He was like, Thanksgiving is over. Let's make that materialistic season kicked in into overdrive. <laughs> Any pro shopping t- uh, tips? Don't go shopping. That's the secret. There you go. Do uh, it all online. Exactly. From Black Friday until Christmas, I do my best to avoid buying myself anything until my shopping is done. So what is your pro shopping tips? Like, legit. It's real hard to do. That's really hard to do as an adult because I'm just like, I want this. I'm going to buy this. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, you can't do that because people do want to buy shit for you. So I guess that's going to be my hardest thing is not I'll do. I think I'm going to take that mentality too. is not buy anything for myself like big or anything like that until Christmas time. So me and my wife do this thing where we're very candid on the things that we want and mm-hmm. I have no problem buying it in front of her with just the acknowledgement okay. of, Hey, this is your Christmas gift. So this year, for some fucking reason, she wanted a, a goddamn Roomba. So I bought her a Roomba. Um, Put a knife on it. That's the plan. I'm, like, I'm convinced now. I'm going to buy two buy of them and have them fight. And I'm going to let them fight. That's, fight to the death. That's what I'm going to fucking do. Um, Use the second one for parts. Yeah. Uh, that's an expensive fucking investment. They're like, we got a cheap one and it was still $300. No, we have too much, too many like steps in our house that go down to different levels. I got three fucking floors in my house. Yeah, you need three Roombas. Yeah, more or less. (laughs) Roomba squad, roll out. Yeah. Um, But just have them do like Mario Party or Mario Kart. Yeah. Put the knife on there and put three balloons on there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Roomba would be really fun having three cats. That would be interesting. That'd be pretty sweet. Oh. Uh, oh, speaking of which, we put up our Christmas decorations in the living room. I'm so sorry. Uh, there's a picture on my face, on my wife's Facebook and Instagram where it's just Pixel, the littlest one, is just like in, like she's sitting under the tree looking up, and my wife tagged it as it's so beautiful that she must destroy it. Yes. <laughs> I, I got to go uh, see that picture. It's uh, it's pretty good. Uh, I'll, I'll post it. Hey, there we go. I'll post it on our Twitter so everyone can take a look nice. at it. And uh, but yeah, she uh, the water bottle has been playing a big deal right now. But luckily, the way our house is built is going into our living room. It actually has a wall and a door where you can close it off. Mm -hmm. And uh, so whenever we go to bed or something, we just shut the door and they can't go in there. Nice. Um, But pro pro shopping tips. The only people I usually shop for is Tiff and the baby. Uh, He's starting to get a little bit older. He's. He, lo and behold, has a interest in video games, but I'm not going to buy him a video game (laughs) because I have almost 3,000 titles and 70 consoles sitting in my my den. So he's just like, you look, just go in there, play whatever the fuck you want. But he's been wanting this weird, like little leap pad Tamagotchi bullshit 
like you Ugh. twist it and it's a different game. So I'm gonna get him that shit. Plus, there you go. He's got this Star Wars Power Rangers kick, so I'm just gonna go feed that for a little nice. bit and leave me alone. There you go. But outside of that, uh, I buy whatever the fuck I want. If I see it, I make it known. It's like I just go ahead and do that. So my Christmas gift is technically this camera, and Tiff is gonna give me a little bit of money for that. So that's that's how we do things in my household. My recommendation for shopping is try to get it online. Amazon is your friend, even though they're a multi-million dollar company that doesn't pay taxes. But yep. that's not the point. Uh, get your shit online. Uh, a lot of people are doing you know, free shipping right now and all that stuff. Uh, order your shit this next week. Order and buy your shit in the coming week. Yep. Because once it gets closer and closer to the 25th or the 24th, it's going to get Christmas. worse and worse. You're not going to make and Christmas. Also, also, I would recommend either going to your store that you want to go to uh, late at night if it's 24 hours or super early in the morning to beat the, any rushes that will happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going to be ordering all my shit online because I have an Amazon credit card where I get cash back on that bitch. So, <laughs> But uh, no, my wife, uh, I don't really, uh, shit, now that I think about it, I don't even know what she wants, like. I haven't bought her jewelry in a while, so I probably need to get her some jewelry. But uh, no, I have an Amazon wish list that I make for my mom. It's a lot of kitchen stuff, new kitchen appliances and like kitchen tools that I want. And uh, see, I don't consider those gifts. I don't. Otherwise, I can't think of anything else. All the other stuff I'll just buy myself. Exactly. I can't think of like, anything. like kitchen shit is like necessities that's the way that i look at it it's well let me rephrase that that's like it's extra shit that we don't need like oh this was a really cool little fryer that i want like i want this fryer we don't need that fryer yeah uh like if it makes your life easier that's one thing but if it's yeah. like hey i got you these pots and pans thanks dick <laughs> <laughs> like i gotta make some kind of list man like otherwise like it was I, weird I, when tiff asked for the fucking roomba i'm like you want that as a gift can't we just buy it and i can i give you a else? gift card yeah exactly <laughs> like i love gift cards but also i do like being able to open things on christmas eve i don't give a shit nothing says love Day. like money i used like uh, i agree but i used to be like oh just give me gift cards i don't care but like now i'm that I've gotten older, I'm like, yeah, I like I like the aspect of just sitting down and opening up some shit and all that stuff. So that's why I make a very large list of different shit. So I don't know what I'm getting because okay. I still like to be a little surprised. Uh, Maybe when like I turn mom, 32, just like you, I'll I'll want that, too. I know. We'll see. I'll let you know when I turn 32. But <laughs> thought I had uh, it. you were close. But, yeah, that's all I got for that. Uh, next question. What is the best Christmas gift you ever got? The best Christmas gift. Uh, the best Christmas gift. There's two. Uh, one, I will say I knew what I was getting because I stood in line at Walmart on Black Friday to get it because my mom made me stand in line to get it while she went and got other stuff. And it was my Game Boy Advance. And uh, I love that thing. I played the. Sh- I ran out so many fucking batteries with that thing. Uh, and then the other thing that I got from Santa was uh, there was a remote control car that I got. And I don't remember what the name of it was, but it would go super, super fast. And it was kind of shaped like, uh, I guess, whenever you see like a fireball logo, you know how it kind of like goes at an angle and then rounds at the front. 
that's how the top of the car was. And then it would go really fast. You'd hit a button, and it had front-locking brakes to where it would brake, but it was really heavy on the back, so it would make itself flip. And it was super hmm. fucking cool. It was awesome. And then I don't I don't think it was because we didn't have money, but we ended up taking it back to Walmart for some reason because we either I wanted the money for something or I don't think my parents needed the money. We were at a t- that point in our life we 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 were no longer like poor. We were like lower middle class. So, but I do remember taking it back, but I I don't remember what it was. Okay. But no, those were some those were some pretty cool gifts. Those are the ones I remember. I was going to say my N64, but I got that for my uh birthday, so. Um I got two. Uh my first Christmas that I can visibly remember. A little bit of backstory like I didn't understand what was going on, but like when I think about it, it makes it a little bit more special. Um right. My dad had recently been diagnosed with hepatitis B. Um, mm-hmm. from the Vietnam War. they The way that they used to do inoculation, like inoculating is like you, hey, here's these uh, um, vaccines. You're going to mm-hmm. be here. And, you know, This is your malaria vaccine. But they would go in, take the vaccine, stick it into one person, take that same needle, refill it up with oh my God. the vaccine and then stick it into another person. And my dad was like 23rd in line. Ugh. And he contracted That's hepatitis terrible. C from that. And hepatitis C, That's I believe, is a combination terrible. between A and B. It's, oh, it's awful. Um, fucked up the rest of his life. So when he got diagnosed with that shit, um, our lives kind of like went downhill. My mom was uh, working as a bank teller. And mm. apparently she got a bonus and she was just like, I need to try to make this special for Chris and it was the same Christmas that my sister had come down with the Sega Genesis and just oh, blew yeah. my fucking mind with that shit. Start tainted you. Yeah, tainted <laughs> me as my mother puts it. Um <laughs> so I had a probably the biggest fucking Christmas that I have ever had plus the Sega Genesis which I still have to this day. It's it's uh, that's the one your sister had? Yeah, that's the one that my sister had. So that that was pretty That's cool. pretty cool. Uh, the number two, um, it's really just the sentiment about it, um, is when my wife and I first started dating, she got me this giant book of Shakespeare because I'm, I'm really big into like old literature nerd. and yeah, nerd. yeah say, <laughs> say it louder. Um, and she bought me like this giant book and I'm like, I was not expecting it. That's pretty cool at all. So that was, pr- that's that, was that that's dope. the feeling that I like is when someone gets you something, you're like, Oh shit. I didn't this ask is pretty for cool. it. I didn't even think about it, but this is fucking yeah. tits. So yeah, this is awesome. My wife is huge. If you guys, if you were to ever come down here, you you would see her library. And she luckily, there's a lot of old like hoarders around here that my aunt or her aunt is able to like. She's friends with them and gets them to like. She trades shit with them mm-hmm. to be like, hey. And she there was a lady across the street just had tons of like. I'm talking old ass mark twain books wow and like all like old stuff man like and hallie got a bunch of them she was super happy about it like a lot of stuff agatha christie which she loves wow shakespeare there was shakespeare stuff in it too so yeah uh sometimes it's good to live out in the boonies with it's a bunch of old people so no, right on that's pretty fucking dope 
Yeah. Uh, got some Edgar Allan Poe stuff too. That's, I love Edgar Allan Poe. So I'll read the shit out of those book or those short stories and poems and all that. So, mm-hmm. all right. What else we got, man? Uh, what is the worst Christmas gift you ever got? Go ahead. Tell me what Hallie got you last year. No, uh, I can't really, I don't have one that like sticks out in my brain as a kid. Uh, even as a kid, like I'd be like, ah, oh, cool clothes, you know, that they're all right or something like that. It usually, I whatever I got, well, whenever I got clothes, they were usually like video game related. Like it would be some like video game, like socks or Fuck video that. Game. I got fucking button up shirts. I'm like, bitch, I go to like this, this jank private school that thinks they're fucking special. <laughs> I live in a fucking basement. What the fuck am I going to wear this? I do this and then I go to church and I'm usually wearing the same shit. I don't want yeah. church clothes. I wish I got video game clothes. I can remember. So it is like one of the worst things I got. But once I start telling the story on like why. So I had a great grandma. Her name was uh, her name was Mama Johnny. And uh, she was broke, man. Like she's poor, like super poor. And I opened up a gift from her one Christmas and it's a Pringles can. And I opened the Pringles can. <laughs> it was half filled. No, 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 no. There was no Pringles in it. Oh, my God. As a fact. No, no. It had like one of those dollar flashlights in it. Like it was like a big, like super chunky Dollar Tree flashlight. That was probably a really shitty gift. And my mom was just like, yeah. And she's like, you act like you like it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, and I'm just like, ah, yeah, it's like a lightsaber. <laughs> nice. Uh, I don't I threw that shit away. So, <laughs> so I got a. I don't really think I have a bad Christmas gift, but I got like some weird shit. So one year, I think I was like in the second or third grade. I had to be in the third grade because I just moved back from uh, New Mexico. It was like third or fourth grade. Um, I was over my, I guess, babysitter's house and she went to go visit Christmas at like one of her relatives or someone that's close to the family. And mm. for some reason, they started, you know, giving out Christmas gifts. And I'm like, well, this is fucking weird because it's like a week or two before yeah. Christmas and you're doing this shit. And her mom was just like, oh, well, it's not fair because Chris doesn't have anything to open for Christmas. Like, I, I don't know you, lady. <laughs> it's not Christmas. <laughs> and so this little girl, like, disappears for like 10 minutes, goes with her mom, and then they give me this this pat this this present and i open it up and it's like this barbie doll coloring book oh. and i'm like oh boy thank you so I much mean, i open it up it's already been colored in that's a pretty shitty gift but that's kind of sweet <laughs> like uh, so <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's all right the the other shitty gift and it's, i'm not saying that's shitty um but it's like <laughs> the backstory behind it is like I asked my parents for video game consoles all the time, but I pretty much ended up financing my way to getting these consoles or whatever. Right, right. Well, this one year, I really, really wanted the PlayStation 2. I had just recently bought a GameCube, and I'm just like, I really want this PlayStation 2. And I told my parents, I was like, let me get the PlayStation 2, blah, 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 blah. I got one I got one for Christmas, too. Well, my mom gives me a box, and it's like, hey, this is for you. And I open it up, and it is... The PS1. This is like 2003, 2004. And I had that moment of like, this isn't what I asked for. But, but you, I'm they from tried. A, uh, 
Well, it's not so much that they tried. It was more of like, I'm afraid of getting my ass beat for being ungrateful <laughs> because I come from a poor family. And right. I'm just like, wow, they got me something in general. Hey, this is great. Thank you Thank so you. much. And then I found out my fucking parents didn't buy me shit and it was my grandmother who bought it for me. So that was oh. just all the more. And then two days after Christmas, my dad procured a PlayStation 2. Ah. He was just like, we can either keep the PlayStation 2 or I can make it disappear and you get money for your GameCube. I'm just like, no, man, I'll take this. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus. I got uh uh my PlayStation I didn't get my PlayStation 2 till later cuz we just couldn't get it cuz I remember getting my PlayStation 2 for $100 at a GameStop because uh my mom basically was like well if you want this I guess we had gotten like I wasn't used to having like money around Christmas like we would get stuff like yeah. and my mom was just like I just remember that Christmas I was just like I got like a bunch of shit I'm just like I thought to my and I was a teenager cuz I met my friend my best friend Elizabeth back then uh, I met her in junior high, ninth grade. Yeah. And uh, she went with me. She went with us over there to Memphis because we didn't have a GameStop because I used to live in West Memphis, which is right across the bridge from Memphis. And uh, we went over there and my mom was just like, yeah, man, we can get this and, you know, all that. And I got it early. Like I got Monster Hunter and all that stuff. And I got That's to play like cool. Devil May Cry. And I was like, man, this is, we, we must have some motherfucking money, man. I'll tell you that right now. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I played the shit. Uh, I still have that. My PlayStation 2 that I have right now is that PlayStation 2 because I never got rid of it. I don't know what happened to my PlayStation 2. I my think PlayStation 2 has a currently a Ryu doing a Hadouken skin. I think that um, back in 20, uh, 2009, mm. um, I had sold all my shit. Oof. Um, it always sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> well, it, it was it was a bullshit situation. So it was one of the times I got thrown out the house, and I was living yeah. with my girlfriend, and she influenced me to go sell my shit because I needed money. And when you're young, you don't understand I've done economics. It. Yeah. You know, you... Everyone money. has done it. And money. I and I sold just about everything I owned. And Luckily little did I know, like a week or two later, I end up breaking up with her. You know, and it's just like, well, Luckily shit. You didn't get rid of that Sega Genesis. <laughs> yeah, because it wasn't with me, and they weren't taking it. So I was ah, like, luckily, yeah. I held on to that. That's like my room. That would. Yeah, that's your like sentiment. Like that's your origin yeah. item. <laughs> Yeah, so I didn't so. get rid of that, but I mean, it, it happens. Motherfuckers are dumb. Yeah. Uh, last question. Christmas movie that's popular that you hate. Uh, no, no, no. Before that. Christmas movie that you love. <laughs> Die Hard. Well, uh, good choice. That is a very good Christmas movie. Uh, Die Hard's one of my one of the ones I like. Uh, I really like, I, I just really like uh, <laughs> uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That movie's super fucking funny. I don't man. think I've seen that. Uh, that movie's super good. You should watch it. Uh, it's, I mean, it'll be on TV or you can, it'll come out on one of the streaming services. We have it on Blu-ray. We bought a bunch of uh, Christmas movies on Blu-ray last year. We have, uh, we have Die Hard. We have uh, Christmas with the Cranks. We have Jingle All the Way. We have, uh, my wife got one because my wife is very old school. And she got me to watch uh, White Christmas with Bing Crosby and like a bunch of those older actors and all that. That movie's not bad. It's uh, it's very white. 
I'll just say that. It's just very white. <laughs> like, there's there's all white people in it and all that. It, uh, it has, like, George Clooney's mom was a big actress back then, and she's in it. Uh, it's not a bad movie. Okay. Uh, but no, I'd say that. I really like Gremlins. Gremlins is a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas horror movie. Okay. The first one. The first one is. But no, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is pretty fucking good. It's pretty funny. It still holds up. His rant at the end where he realizes he doesn't get a bonus and it's just like a gift card. Because ex- he's expecting like a two, like they're going to build a pool with this bonus and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. And it's just like a gift card to like a cheese store or something like that. And how he goes off, Chevy Chase just goes off on like talking about his boss. And he's like, he's a spineless, dickless, such and such, such and such. And at the end, he's like, he's like, God damn. He goes, where's the Tylenol? And he just runs off. <laughs> it's super fucking good. That movie's really, really good. Um, Yeah, Die Hard. I don't watch movies, dude. Die Hard's a good. Die Hard's a good choice. Like, I watch it every year because I have to see what went down on Nakatomi Tower. So, okay. yep. <laughs> A uh, Christmas movie that is popular that you hate. For me, Christmas Story. I never fully understood the appeal and honestly thought that it was a TV series until recently because I never saw it fully, just always parts on TV. So before we give our answers, Christmas Story is a movie that I absolutely love. I love that movie. And whenever it's on, because it's on TNT every year, and it's on for 24 hours, and every house I go to, I turn it on. And anyone that tries to turn it, I'm like, fuck you, don't turn this. And someone's like, I'm just going to buy it for you. I was like, don't buy me the movie. They're like, why don't you want to own the movie? I was like, I watch it once a year. I I give this movie a 24 hours one time a year. And then I never watch it again. Speaking of which, the boy that's in A Christmas Story is actually in uh, Iron Man 1. And he is in uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. He plays the scientist that tells... Jeff Bridges that he's like I don't know how Tony Stark made this we can't make this and he's that scientist little hmm. Ralphie is yeah okay uh but a movie that is a Christmas movie that I don't like uh I don't really have like a lot of people will say like the argument I always say is people are like oh I love Frozen movie it's such a good Christmas movie I'm like first of all that's not a fucking for Christmas movie just because it has snow and ice in it it's not a Christmas movie die hard uh you hate that movie? No, I'm just saying. Like, Die Hard has nothing to do with Christmas. It just ha- it just happens on Christmas. It just happens on Christmas. But that Frozen doesn't even happen on Christmas. Like, it doesn't. There is no. I mean, I can see it's the got argument a snowman in it. It's the same argument that fucking uh, people make for Die Hard. I'm just like, look, there is some sort of link to it. And I mean, if it comes no, out during no. time. Die Hard takes place on Christmas. No, I understand that. But I could also <laughs> see the argument. It's it's like the Star Wars movies, all right? A lot of Star Wars movies have come out in and around, around Christmas. Christmas. Fucking Rise of Skywalker comes out two days before Christmas. People are going to go see on, that on yeah. Christmas Day. Yeah, because what else do you do when you're tired of your family? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that that's sweet. You love the Christmas story. My wife hates that fucking movie. Again, that Christmas Christmas story is very white. <laughs> it's all white. Uh, what you should what you should start doing is making it a uh, a yearly tradition to watch Krampus. Is that even a good movie? It is surprisingly not bad. Okay, it is actually really good. It's a I mean it's a Christmas horror movie, and you don't really have good ones of those. Okay. So, 
speaking of Gremlins, Gremlins is being aired at the local one screen cinema uh, uh, the day after Christmas for free. And I think we're going to go watch it in the theater. Is that the same theater where the, the fucking meth head family that you were talking about when you went to go see? I don't remember what movie you went to go see. No, this is uh, so there's two movie theaters here. That's the actual movie theater. The one okay. I went and saw Godzilla. It wasn't a meth head family. It was just probably a bunch of meth heads. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no, this is called the Melba, and it's downtown. And they it's like an old traditional movie theater where they play like all throughout. Like they're playing uh, White Christmas. My wife just went and watched White Christmas in theater the other night. Uh, you could go and watch Chris, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Gremlins, all that stuff. Okay. Uh, what, what sucks is I'm going to Austin next week, and this week on the 5th, they're they're showing Char's counterattack in theaters, the old Gundam movie. Yeah, forty. That's year, fucking cool. Forty years old. Yeah. Why uh, doesn't so, any of my fucking movie theaters do cool shit? Like so that? you need to check out, look at the website Fathom, Fathom Events, and see if there's any Fathom Events going on in your area because you live in a much more populated area than I do. Even if you have to drive up to D.C., like, just drive an hour to go. To see that movie in theater would be great. Fathom Events does a lot of Ghibli Fest stuff, too. So, yeah, any listeners, you should check out Fathom Events, uh, and they do a bunch of different cool shit. They'll play a bunch of older movies and all that. Uh, no, but this local Yo, theater, it's happening near me. Yep, there you go. I won't be able to go see it because I won't be in Austin until the 8th, so... That is yeah, so should. fucking cool. You should. That's on a Thursday, I believe. You should. Uh, you should take time to go see that. You and your wife get a babysitter. Okay. Yeah. 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 Char's counterattack's pretty good. Okay. So, what is that's the how Chris- I saw. That's how I saw Promare. That was a Fathom event. That's fucking dope. Okay. So, going back to the question, what's a popular Christmas movie that you hate? popular christmas movie that i hate i can't think of one i can't think of a popular christmas movie that i just hate because like a lot of people would say like oh christmas with the cranks or like jingle all the way but i like those movies (laughs) are you looking up popular christmas movies i'm trying to think of the name um i hate march of the wooden soldiers I don't know what the fuck that is. That is a 1934 movie. It comes on like so growing up I hung around a lot of old people. My grand I lived with my grandparents for a time period and my mom is very old school pro 50s, you know, supports yeah. segregation whatever. That's <laughs> not true. But whatever. Um but or so uh, they like a lot of old school films. I got mine. I got mine. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Cool. Um, I'm not a big fan of Miracle on 34th Street. Um, nah. I'm not because a big I've fan seen of it so many life. times. I'm not a big fan of... Exactly. I'm not a big fan of The Wonderful Life. Um, I'm not a big fan of Christmas movies in general. I don't have a lot of Christmas movies that I think are good. Um, but my most hated one is March of the Wooden Soldiers. Uh, I, okay. I just, I just can't, I just can't deal with it. I don't even know what it's about and I fucking hate it. <laughs> uh, close second would be anything having to do with Frosty the Snowman or that clay animation Rudolph 
No! Movie. Bacon and ra- bacon Rass uh, cartoons? I don't like them. And the bacon reason Rass. why... Oh, man. Go ahead, go ahead. The reason why I don't like them is because when I worked for Rosetta Stone, oh, that is okay. all that would play in the mall. They would put this giant fucking like production and they would be like, you know, hey, take pictures with Santa Claus and our kiosk was right in fucking front of that. Ooh, and we had yeah. a, a, a movie constantly playing those uh, those videos on repeat. And I'm like, no, I, I can't deal with it. no more. <laughs> I love uh, the year without a Santa Claus is really good. I like that one. I don't even remember that. Uh, I fucking hate Elf. Elf is a terrible fucking movie. Everyone I know loves that movie, and I hate that movie. I, I I saw that movie with a bunch of friends growing up, and they all loved it. And I'm like, no, this movie is shit. Granted, I have not sat down and watched it in its entirety, but I don't think there that, is I don't so want to. many like bad scenarios. Like, congratulations, you did it. You have the world's best coffee. Really? Do you even remember that scene? No. no I didn't watch I, it. I, I saw it once, and I am scarred for life. I take Dude. it back. Elf is terrible. Yeah. we Okay. So going through this list that I found, like I like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. I like A Christmas Story, Home Alone 1, Home Alone 2, The Santa Claus. Those I like the first one. Great. The Home Alone Nightmare, movies are great. The Nightmare Before Christmas is technically a Christmas movie. Uh, I like the Jim Carrey's uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I think Jim Carrey did a phenomenal job in that role. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen Scrooge. I might actually watch Scrooge this year. That one's with Bill Murray. Uh, never sat down and watched Polar Express. I do like The Muppet Christmas Carol. The Polar Express is a great fucking movie. I need to sit down and watch that. It's 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 a great movie. You would you like Bad Santa? That's a Christmas movie. I've never seen Bad Santa. <laughs> you would love it. Billy Bob Thornton is a fucking degenerate in that movie. <laughs> uh, I mean, we got Gremlins, Jingle All the Way, Christmas with the Cranks, A Christmas Carol. Uh, there's one. Uh, so there's a one. Oh, there it is, right there. Love Actually. I like that movie. Love Actually isn't bad. I've Love Actually. So I don't know. It probably, it wouldn't be up your alley. Like no one like what you like. I don't feel it's a very it's a romantic comedy kind of movie, but it's centered around Christmas. But it's centered around like four different stories happening at the same time. Four or five different stories happening at the same time. Okay. Uh, you got your Liam Neeson's character and his son who's trying to impress the girl that he's in. You know, at his school. Uh, you've got. I've Alan never Rick- thought of hearing Liam Liam Nielsen in a romantic Neeson. comedy. Yeah, man. I don't know why it works though. Like, uh, there's a really funny part where you know the guy. I can't remember his name. His name's Martin something. He plays uh, he plays Bilbo Baggins in the Hobbit uh, okay. movies, and uh, him and this other girl. He they're porn stars, and. Uh, <laughs> They, it, you know, they do the fucking all the time, but like he like, cons- like actually likes her. So it's really, he's trying to ask her out and all that stuff. You've got a storyline with fucking, uh, what's the, I can't remember his name, but he's the prime minister. There's a bunch of shit. I don't know why I like that movie. Knowing me, I shouldn't like that movie, but that movie, I really like it. Okay. There's an American version called Valentine's Day. That's supposed to be just basically the same t- thing, but it revolves around Valentine's Day. 
But no, we got Die Hard on here. Jack Frost. Uh, I never really got into that movie. Uh, but no, those are basically the big ones. So, But yeah, fuck Elf. That movie fucking no, sucks. that movie is garbage. <laughs> I hate that movie. That movie's so bad, and I don't like it. And luckily, I don't. My wife is not a Will Ferrell fan, so I don't think she likes it either. So you missed so. out on Talladega Nights. I've seen Talladega Nights, and I liked it. I've even watched Blades of Glory. His, I love Blades of Glory. I don't care what Blades of Glory else is fucking, fucking funny. I mean, you got stepbrothers. She hates stepbrothers. I I think that Talladega Nights is arguably his best movie. That he, he's done. Talladega Nights is pretty funny. It's pretty it's, good. It's, if it's not number one, it's within his top five. It's number. If it's not number one, it's number two. Yes. <laughs> no, but it has to be number one because if it's not number one, it's last. Yeah. Uh, second is just first loser. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, all right, man. That's all I got on that one. Yep. What are we What are we doing this week? Uh, this week is just trying to get back to normal. We're going to be yeah. doing our Yakuza. Uh, got to finish up putting up the Christmas lights. I got them halfway done today. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be playing uh, Yakuza Thursday night. Uh, it's still kind of up in the air. I think Scotty's wanting to try and try something with Parsec, uh, which I'm fine with. But I think Thursday night, I think this week, I'm going to see how everyone's schedule is. I would like to do third strike this week, but I don't know how it's going to go. Oh, let me know. Yeah, but also that's the same day that the charge counterattack is going to happen. So yeah. be aware of that. So, yeah. But yeah, we could get that in there. We'll see. I don't know yet. Uh, but yeah, uh, I go to Austin. Uh, my mom's birthday is Friday. We're spending the day together on Saturday. And uh, I head to Austin on the 8th. So we'll record a podcast on Sunday or Saturday night, Sunday morning. And I'll be back in Austin again. Right on. But- um,. I have a few projects that I'm working on with Megavisions, and I got to work on that one that you had brought up about a month ago. Yeah, I got to work on yeah. that one too. Um, and then after that, I I I might stream Valkyria uh, Valkyria Chronicles four. Um, I I keep doing it. Yeah, you got a few viewers too. It's it's just a fun game. Just come by and bullshit. I'm just not there for anything serious. Just come by and bullshit. I'm just just unwind. Um. Other than that, that's about it. Nothing special. I saw, I saw something pretty wholesome today. I saw the clip of uh, the late uh, Etika. I saw uh, a clip of him uh, playing uh, Sonic Mania for the first time. And yeah. when he gets when he gets the press garden level two, and he just hears the music, he just hears the music, and he just. He just he's like, hold up, wait a minute, hold on yeah. a minute, yeah. That's rough. So. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I saw that today, and that was someone that sadly I had forgotten for a little bit, but that brought me back to like how good his streams were. So, but yeah, I uh, hate to bring it on a downer, but it is what it is. Yep. Uh, so, thanks for listening, everybody, and y'all have a good week. Thanks for tuning in to the Scrubverse Podcast. If you'd like to keep up to date with us, follow us on Twitter at Scrubverse Podcast or email us at scrubversepodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you're listening to us on iTunes, make sure to give us a rating to help us spread the chaos.